Coming to you live from the red carpet of the Season 1 Pointy Awards, my name is Bruce and I am your host for this evening. Joining me tonight on this very special occasion are the rest of the awards panel. Earlier tonight, during the technical awards, he won the award for fewest words spoken. It's Chris. You all right? <laughs> Keep it going. <laughs> and with the two of us tonight, he took home the award for the most tenuous links to movies that he actually likes. It's Andy. Yo. And, lads, we've made it. It's the pointy awards where we give out all the, the highs and, of course, the lows for season one of the awards. Uh, with it being a very special occasion, I think we're all treating ourselves to uh, a nice beverage or two. Uh, Chris, what are you drinking this evening? What have you got? Uh, rather than what are you wearing, what are you drinking this evening? I'm getting smashed into a full bottle of red wine with some <laughs> beer afterwards. <laughs> a beer chaser. Mixing <laughs> the grape in the grain. <laughs> Andy, who have you got on your arm tonight? I've got a nice uh, French lager import. Uh, quite strong. <laughs> and I'm already five in. It's so well, your head be messy. You're heading me out on my fourth uh, pear cider of the evening um, at the moment. Uh, visit drinkaware.gov, <laughs> whatever it is. Uh, do not do not copy the actions of your favourite podcasters. You sound smashed already. <laughs> you sound well, smashed and miserable for awards ceremony. It's meant to be a happy time. <laughs> It's a big thing. I have given two weeks of my life to compiling the awards here. Uh, it's really taken me out of me. I've had to, I have gone over and listened to something in the region of about 30 hours of my own voice speaking in the last two weeks, which is not good for anyone. Only only sadists like the sound of their own voice to that extent. So I've had to go... First person to complete the set. Of the... Uh, yeah, I think I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I should have gone. We've lost every viewer we've ever had. Or, or listener for a podcast, yeah. Um, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, I've gone through it all. I've compiled all the nominees, and I've brought in the panel to, I don't know, decide some winners here. Uh, and I've got through a kind of running order. I won't tell you how many awards there are, but by this point, you've clicked on the podcast, enough. and you, yeah, you, you know, you know how long it's going to be. It's probably going to be a two sitting for everybody else, whereas we're going to try and do it in one sitting. So, this uh, is better than the Oscars, let's face it. This is the type of awards that people actually want. We're better than MTV. We're better well, than the Razzies. It. Yeah, we spent a season debating whether MTVs, Razzies, Oscars and all that are any use. So we're here to show it's them how it's want. actually done. Yeah. Exactly. And Chris is just going to just be passed out by the end of this. Oh, yeah. I'm like mostly there now. <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> I've got the <laughs> thing of the TV here. I'm just like, my eyes are glazing over. Well, Good luck with your awards ballot <laughs> uh, when it starts to come through. Uh, we're going to be doing this live. This is going to be a train wreck. We already know it's going to be a train wreck, but as it stands, I'm the only person That's who knows any of the awards. Well, I'm the only one who knows all of the awards and all of the nominees. Andy knows a couple of the awards, and I think Chris can probably work out some of the awards. But um, yeah, so we, we might as well, without any further ado, get on with the first award, I would say. Are, are we up for it, lads? Go for it. What? Yes, I'm ready. What a crowd. And he has now been replaced with the soundboard. That's the last we've upgraded. Yeah, get ready for the, 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 the longer into the night we go, the less Andy's going to speak and he will uh, he'll speak with random. Time to a bottle before we start. Right. Uh, I'll buy you some time by introducing the first award of this evening. Uh, the first award of the night is Best Song, uh, specifically song rather than soundtrack. We went through many episodes on the, the season and we thought at the end the soundtrack was great, soundtrack's this, but I picked out individual songs. So the nominees for Best Song are as follows. 
uh, every award is going to be listed, or the nominees will be listed in order of the movies that we reviewed, because that's just how I did it. So they'll always be earliest to most recent. First nominee sense. from the movie Blade, we have Confusion by New Order. The uh, yep, the blood rave scene at the beginning of that. Second nominee from Napoleon Dynamite, Canned Heat by Jamiroquai. Famously, a big scene in that movie. Gone in 60 Seconds, we have Lowrider by War. Me, Myself and Irene gives us Fire Like This by Hard Knocks. Crank gives us Achy Breaky Heart by Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> yeah, what episode that was. <laughs> I forgot about that one. <laughs> the Running Man brings us Restless Heart by John Parr, which I feel like will be the most forgotten, but I think all three of us mentioned how great a song it was at the end of Running Man. Uh, Idle Hands gives us I Wanna Be Sedated by The Offspring. Uh, I believe the only song that was nominated that was actually performed within the movie. Uh, if that gives it any bonus points, I don't know. Semi Pro gives us Love Me Sexy by Jackie Moon. Beavis <laughs> and Butthead Do America brings us Love Roller Coaster by The Red Hot Chili Peppers. And the last nominee, Rock and Roller, gives us I'm a Man by Blackstrobe. This is already better than the Oscars. Tunes in there. I had one in my head. It's there, but the rest of them is tough. Uh, uh, All you guys should, all you guys, you two guys should have now received your awards ballots so that you can see the nominees in front of you. So high tech here, it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Two of the awards, it's gonna be amazing. So does anyone have any initial thoughts on? uh, Oh, there's definitely an outlier right there. Oh yeah, I had one in my head right at the start, and it's there. So that's. Oh, it's a bonus, but I forgot about all the other ones. See, I'm, I'm going, I'm going for like, I'm tossed between. Is it just a banger of a song by itself, uh-huh. or does it make that scene amazing? Well, that's. I don't know how the awards do it. They, I feel like they just do on the the song independently. Is kind of how the Oscars do it. That's but yeah, I think everything I'm has. Doing it. Well, exactly, everything has to be taken into account when it comes to. I'm this. going to. I'm taking into account the songs that I would actually download and listen to. So the format, what we've decided on in the last five minutes, is that we're all going to pick a, a gold, a silver, and a bronze medal. And then if it links up so that there's a clear winner, that will then be the clear winner. And if there's any ties or tiebreakers needed, we've got a, a special machine that will decide the, <laughs> the difference there. So, um, yeah, so we're all going to vote, and then hopefully there's a clear winner in the voting, and then that will be the winner. So that's how it's going to work. We should all take it like, turns, like, so I'll go first this one, you go first next one, and Chris goes first next one, like in the categories. Oh. If you want to take that on as your uh, running order, you can keep us right on that, because I've got plenty of other things. I won't remember, so that's why we're going to do Somebody try and keep us right with who's picking. And people thought we pre-record this stuff. It's it's (laughs) live. This is how we do it. (laughs) We literally have not had a production meeting on the body. (laughs) (laughs) And we're doing Uh, a drunk. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, so by that format, does that mean you vote first, Andy? Yeah, I'm going to go first on this one. I've, I've got it. I've got it in my head. Are right. you going bronze to gold, or are you going gold to bronze? I'm going to go backwards. I'm going to go bronze to gold. Right. That makes more sense to do bronze to gold. Uh, if you go at a, a reasonable pace so I can mark down. So what have you given as a bronze medal, and if you have any thoughts on it? Right. Bronze. Quite easily. Achy, breaky heart in crank. <laughs> because it just made that scene amazing. Because <laughs> it, just, it, it just upped the scene. That, that's, that's where I'm at with that one. I believe that exactly. was one of my high points. Like, that's kind of how I thought yeah. this. Is people, specifically if someone's picked it as a high point, it gets nominated. And if it gets talked about pretty strongly during the talking points, it gets nominated. But I think Aker Breaky Park was at least one person's high point of Crank, I think. Yep. So I'm going for that. For Silver, we're going for 
uh, oh, I'm gonna go for I want to be sedated by the Offspring mm-hmm. for the same reason. They made that scene awesome. Plus, it's just a banger of a song that I'll happily listen to on my phone. <laughs> and do you uh, have a, a gold medal winner? Oh yeah, I'm gonna do a drum roll for this one. <laughs> it's not even the winning of the award. It's just like... <laughs> <laughs> That's because I can do it. So anyway. <laughs> Gold is going to the Blade Blood Scene Rave, so Confusion, New Order. Right, new Order. I thought you were leaning that way, because I know you and I listen to that on a daily basis. <laughs> we listen to that on a daily basis. It totally uplifts us. Yeah. And it's, it's, good, it's a good start to the Power Hour, because it's ten minutes long. <laughs> yes, it is. It's a good Power Hour song. Uh, I think I go next. Uh, I, I have uh, I've picked mine as you were talking, so I've gone... I've given a bronze to uh, I'm a Man uh, by Black Soul from Rock and Roller just because I think at the time I talked about how much I love that song. And it's probably my most listened to song that's nominated. Of all these songs, I have listened to that one the most. And it's the theme to the film, and I quite like it. And as I said, during the podcast, it's what plays in my head when I'm having a particularly good day. It's what I feel like my theme music is when I walk around. My silver is uh, Lowrider by War, just because I love that song. Uh, I, I think it's just a, a good fun song and it makes me think of that movie It's that's the song that most puts me in the film uh, is that one there but my gold one is Love Roller Coaster because I think it is my favourite thing in Beavis and Bohead Do America is the Red Hot, Chili, Red Hot Chili Pepper song Love Roller Coaster so that gets the gold from me Chris interesting um, well my bronze is Love Roller Coaster by mm-hmm. Beavis and Butthead because when I think of Beavis and Butthead that's the song I think of mm-hmm. and it's just a great song my bronze, eh, silver even, there we go, drunk already, <laughs> is I'm a Man by eh, Rock and Roller. Because of all the songs that we've listened to through the whole season, that's the only one I've actually downloaded since. <laughs> there you go. And my number one is, I'm going to agree with Andy, Confusion, New Order. I think it's an that's... absolute banger. That's the one song I get up and like dance to if I'm in a pub. <laughs> does it come on a lot? How many times do you put that? It doesn't. I try. Like nobody actually knows it. And when somebody actually, when I go up and ask the DJ, do you know New Order? Do you know Confusion? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah. It's like awesome. It's like, a good nobody, to like, the toilet song for the DJ. Oh, it's an absolute banger. I love that song. Spray, spray blood on the dance floor when it comes on. Does <laughs> That's that, how you do does it. Oh, yeah. could you imagine? Not actual blood, just like red paint or something like that. But awesome. Paint. Right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway so uh, I think those who've actually paid attention will have worked out that the pointy award for best song goes to oh, <laughs> a drum roll I know a drum roll I thought, I thought you'd be waiting uh, no, confusion. You confusion by New Order from the movie Blade so the first award <laughs> there we go the first movie of the season wins the first award of the season Easy does it. That's how simple the pointies are going to go. That went better than I thought it would. Award number (laughs) two. (laughs) Award number two is best cameo of the season. Uh, This is obviously, it's different to best supporting because it's quite literally a cameo appearance is what I'm looking for here. Uh, So a lot less time on screen than your average supporting actor should get. So the nominees for best cameo. From Tank Girl. We have playing a paedophile, Iggy Pop. <laughs> <laughs> From The Prestige, we have playing Nikola Tesla, David Bowie. From Me, Myself and Irene, playing owner of a motel, Anna Kornikova. 
from Cavern in the Woods playing, I can't exactly remember what her role was, but it's Sigourney Weaver, and she was playing Sigourney Weaver in Cavern in the Woods. <laughs> have you forgotten she that one? Have you? Remember these films? I have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was at the very end of the film explaining the rules of horror movies uh, to the, the, the kids that made it to the end. Uh, I'm assuming that's not getting your vote. Fifth Element gives us Luke Perry. Yes, Luke Perry was in the Fifth Element for some reason. Crank gives us Chester Bennington as in as a junkie in a chemist's sort of shop. Idle Hands has Ricky Martin randomly in a parking lot for no reason. Semi-Pro gives us Rorschach, <laughs> which I think was Andy's oh, yeah. high, high point of the movie was Rorschach was in it. Uh, so he gets put in best cameo. Hotel Artemis gives us Jeff Goldblum. Yes, the falsely advertised Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead to America gave us David Letterman playing either Beavis or Butthead's dad. Rock and Roller had Jeremy Piven in about three scenes, and Chef had Robert Downey Jr. in the one scene. They are the nominees for Best Cameo. That's a tough one. Yeah, it's it's a right mixture. As in, some are quite literally cameos, and some are actually. And that's how I'm gonna have to judge it by cameo. They're on the post. I think they're already off. I think I've got got mine. Uh, Does anyone have any thoughts uh, they want to talk through at the moment? I just think it's funny that Chris forgot half the cameos. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I knew most of them. I couldn't remember Sigourney Weaver at all. So that's a bad start. Yeah, it's a bad or one. Ricky Martin, for that matter. Well, I, think yeah, I never that's... even noticed Ricky Martin. <laughs> this was back in the day when you were uh, meant to be looking out for cameos, and I found Ricky Martin. Oh, no, my cameo thing happened after this. I think after some of these. No, I think you started on Idle Hands, and then you missed one. Uh, probably. I'm not very observant. <laughs> Says the movie critic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, I've I have I've got mine. First. I've got mine, so I'm, I'm locked. Uh, it's Bruce. It goes well, first this time. Right. right, okay. This time, uh, I've gone with because I was excited, and he was in fact in it, but it turned out to be a cameo. Jeff Goldblum gets bronze for me because right. I, I like it was false advertising. It was a cameo, <laughs> so it, because it was a cameo rather than being in it, I'm giving him award because I wanted to see him. Silver, I'm giving to Luke Perry just because I thought it was funny that he was in it, but then. <laughs> played no significance to anything and he was like, quite a big star at the time so I'm giving Luke Perry it, I'm still not even sure if it was a cameo but I feel like it must have been but for me undoubtedly it has to go Robert Downey Jr he used his stardom as being Robert Downey Jr to make that role into something and was quite literally in the one scene so Robert Downey Jr gets my gold medal uh, Chris oh. I'm assuming you're next by all <laughs> Chris is exploding yeah. over here Trey Contraverse I, would have got, I haven't got for any of them okay. uh, my number one is Iggy Pop just As because he's, he's gold is or he's bronze? bronze? Is that, is that gold? I'm or sorry, that's um, my bronze. Bronze is Iggy Pop, right? This is going to confuse the tits off me, I tell you. Bronze is Iggy Pop just because. Well, I'm that pissed. Just because it was random. Like, the, the one scene you're in, you're a fucking pedo. Why would you want like, that to be on your credit list? <laughs> and his song, he had no songs in it either. It wasn't like it was a tie into him being on the soundtrack. <laughs> My um, bronze is Anna Cornacover because when I think of me and myself, I mean, the Anna Cornacover cameo still plays in my mind. It is the most random cameo I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, apart from this one, of course. Um, my number one is Chester Bennington, just because I like Linkin Park and he makes a return in Crank 2 as another little cameo piece. So he's my number one. So, as Chris said, we've not picked any of the same. So, if Andy doubles up here, we might get a winner. I've got a, I've got a couple, I think, that could double up here. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm rating them pretty much purely on cameo. So, if they weren't on the kind of 
poster as a figure, that's how I'm going to do it. Well, I know one that's ruled out by you saying that, then. So. I know two that's ruled out by that, I think. Technically, there's two. However, bronze, because it is the most random cameo ever, Ricky Martin Idle Hands. <laughs> Oof! <laughs> Nobody's picked the same at once yet. Yeah. <laughs> Silver is going to be... Oh, it's a tough... I got between two. I got between two. Once again, because it was a pure cameo, Anna Konnikova, me, myself and Irene. Ooh, Ooh that puts her over. in the driving seat at the moment, Anna Konnikova. And gold is Robin Downey Jr. and Chef. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it is a cameo. He's not on the main poster, but he is in the quad, so technically I was a bit wrong on that one. But, <laughs> but he does only have one scene. And he, he has, a, he has exactly one scene. He yeah. does not show up in multiple scenes, so that's why I've kind of went, yep, yeah, Robin Downey Jr., best cameo. So Since. I'm assuming I'm not getting a drum roll again. The I'm award, <laughs> okay. The pointy award for best cameo goes to. Robert Downey Jr. for his. Hey, clap! Who needs a clap? <laughs> clap, 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 clap. Um, okay, so, <laughs> second award of the season goes to the second last movie of the season, I think. So. We're getting there. A nice spread. We've got an early winner and a late winner from the season so far. It moves us on to the third award of the evening. The third award, uh, this was uh, put onto the main show, it could have been on the technical awards earlier this evening, held off podcast earlier this evening. The award for worst costume. Uh, I, te- oh I was uh, potentially going to name this the, the Andy Memorial Worst Costume Award because I think he nominated <laughs> nearly everything that made uh, nominated for Yay. worst costume. <laughs> so... The nominees are, there are six nominees only for this category. We have Blade's jacket, but not his jacket, that under jacket that he had on. <laughs> oh, a jacket. It must have been so cold. <laughs> Napoleon's space boots, snow boots that he wore. Tank Girl's haircut. <laughs> Tank Girl's haircut. Uh, that was me that nominated that one. Neil Patrick Harris's SS outfit from Starship Troopers. <laughs> Uh, Chris nominated Lilu's striped outfit from The Fifth Element, mainly asking how what? did she get it on was the main question. And the I last nominee, I remember nominating that. Yeah. I can't. And the last nominee is Mark Strong's hair from Rock and Roller. Oh, <laughs> yes. uh, does anyone have any early thoughts? Or... Um, I've got a couple. The problem yeah. is I've nominated all these, so. Exactly. Yeah, it's tough for oh, you. So... It's just a hard one for me. <laughs> Oh, that was hard, that one. Uh, it's yeah, it's got... choice between two. Alright, Chris, if you're going, go for it. Yeah, Chris, right, I'm it. ready. Right, okay, my bronze one uh, is going to be Mark Strong's hair because it was unnecessary. You wanted to be on the hard man, just make him bald. His hair was unnecessary. <laughs> like he's done in every other movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, my number two uh, bronze, silver. Fucking Jesus, man. <laughs> <laughs> Tank Girl's haircut because it was a shit film and it was shit hair. And um, my gold oh. is going to go to oh, <laughs> Neil Patrick Harsey's SS outfit because oh. it was very Nazi-ish. <laughs> Nazi-ish, yes. It right. was, it was. Okay, uh, I need to make sure which one's. Yeah, it's you next, yeah. Right. Oh. I'm going to number three. Mm-hmm. Neil Patrick Harris is SS outfit. Okay, it's been mentioned twice. Number two, Mark Strong's hair. 
Oh, number two. Right, okay. And gold is Blade's jacket. Blade's jacket. What a stupid fucking costume that was. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, just me to go. Bronze. I'm also going Mark Strong's hair. Uh, <laughs> which is such a strange thing to say. Uh, silver, I'm going to go the SS outfit, Neil Patrick Ooh. Harris, which gives him quite a healthy uh, running for the the gold here. And my gold is Tank Girl's haircut, because it was fucking dreadful. Uh, really. <laughs> it was like about 100 different lengths. Uh, so, I need to... Oh, this is, this is actually a close one. You guys man. probably don't know. I know there is a winner. There, there is a winner. So. We definitely need a drum roll for this one. So the winner of Worst Costume is... Neil Patrick Harris's SS outfit in an upset. Uh, It picked by by the value of a bronze vote from Andy. uh, It picked Tank Girl's haircut out. Uh, So... Uh, yeah, Neil Patrick Harris's SS outfit is the worst. That's a good thing. Nazis do not yeah. prevail. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We've, uh, we've shown and them. A little note, just a, I read this on Facebook. There's a, a company called Shein. They've been selling swastika necklaces as recently as like last week. I just thought you a website with like sells clothes and stuff like M and M Direct or something like that. It's called Shein. They've been selling swastika necklaces. Are they paying you for the plug here? No, I just thought... I've not even got any good sponsorship, but you're plugging shit for free. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) It's a little tidbit, I thought you'd like to know. That's what happens when you drink booze. Our next award. Uh, (laughs) Our next award on the point is... Move on, get get off the stage music for Chris there. Uh, Next award. Uh, not many nominees for this one. It was a strong voted uh, category early days of the podcast. Worst CGI is the next nominee on, or next nominee, the next award on the podcast here. So we only have four nominees for this award. They are as follows. From Blade, we have The Blood at the End is the nominee from Blade. A blood drop. Yeah, the big blood drop. The second nominee from Gorna 60 Seconds, the unbelievable <laughs> big jump <laughs> by the car at the end. Next nominee, from The Fifth Element, the beginning bit in space of the film is the information that we gave it on the podcast. Uh, And the final nominee, from Crank, one part of the mall car chase in Crank is the final nominee. (laughs) Uh, The funny thing is, he can't remember any of this. Season two, we need to have clips for him because he's... He can't remember shit all. The the whole beginning of Fifth Element? No, just a little bit when the ship comes in because it's just like model work and it's really bad. Okay. Oh, right, yeah, I've got you now. Right, I'm with you. On you go. <laughs> right, he's finally caught up. Good. Yep, I think it's... You go first, Andy, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's my turn, isn't it? Right. I think so, yeah. Quite easy, this one. In bronze. <clears throat> the mall chasing crank. That's bronze, okay. Silver. The blood in blade. Mm-hmm. And in gold... That stupid fucking gone in 60 seconds big jump. <laughs> <laughs> it went from something epic to, oh my god, what the fuck did you just do? So, if you were part of the CGI team, be ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, my ones now. I think it's me next. My bronze goes to the beginning bit of the fifth element. It just stood out to me. I remember because even they had a bit good CGI later on. Like, a lot of flying cars and stuff later on. But yeah. The fifth element beginning is my bronze. My silver is also the big gloop of blood from Blade. 
uh, it just really ruined the movie if, if you listen to our episode on that especially I think it was me and Chris really go on about yeah. it how, how weird and out of place it was and Gold it's unavoidable that hilarious jump <laughs> from going to 60 seconds it has to be my Gold uh, medal winner uh, Chris what have you got? Uh, I'm going to make this easy for you. It's not very often this happens, but I'm going to agree completely with Andy. The exact same order. So you've got the crank is third. Do you, uh, yep. Then it's uh, crank, the played blood and gone in 60 seconds jump. I'm not even showing you the drum roll for that one. Uh, ah, see, nah, 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 nah. Yeah, worst CGI <laughs> is the big jump from gone in 60 seconds at the end. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> quickly move on to the next award so the next this award is, is one of our sign. we've done what four um, awards yeah. and I've arsed like three glasses of wine so <laughs> God. this is how we do it well we have got a number of awards so if you do one per award <laughs> uh, good luck to uh, to the white uh-huh. here comes the beer <laughs> right uh, next category one of the one of the bigger categories to go we might get a bit of debate and discussion on this one here best supporting uh, specifically not just supporting actor or actress, as in I cobbled all the supporting players into one category. This also includes teams of people uh, as supporting. So you'll see what I mean when I get to the nominees. So the nominees for Best Supporting. From Blade, we have Chris Christopherson uh, as... Uh, what was the guy? I've got his name now. I haven't got his Whistler. name. Whistler. Whistler. My boy yeah. Whistler, as I called him during the podcast. Can we talk about him? Fuck all in the podcast. So hopefully he gets, he gets his due here. <laughs> Second nominee, from Doom, Portman. I don't have the actor's name, but we talked very highly of the character of Portman during Doom. And Doom had to the guy on the shitter? That was yeah. the guy who died on the shitter, yes. <laughs> um, the guy who, I, I think I said at the beginning that from about five minutes in, I knew he was going to die a gruesome death. And he died on, on the shitter, as you put it. The uh, next nominee from Tank Girl, Malcolm McDowell, acting up a storm as uh, the main villain. From The Prestige, Michael Caine as our narrator and, I don't know, magic specialist dude. Going on 60 Seconds brings us Delroy Lindo, the police officer. Me, Myself and Irene gives us the three sons of the lead character. Cabin in the Woods has the Badly Whitford and Richard Jenkins, the two guys in the office. Running Man has Richard Dawson. That would be uh, Mr. Killian up in the running the show in The Running Man. Boy in Striped Pajamas has Chrissy's main nominee for this category, Rupert Friend as Lieutenant Cutler. Uh, Chris spoke very highly of him. Semi-Pro has the commentary duo of Will Arnett and Andrew Daly. Hotel Artemis has Mr. Everest himself, Dave Batista. Rock and Roller has Toby Keppel in the role of, uh, of uh, Johnny. And Edge of Tomorrow has Bill Paxton as the sergeant who Tom Cruise woke up to every single morning that he woke back up again. A big category, lots of nominees. Yeah, there's a lot going on there, but this is one of the categories that we seem to really hit on quite hard when it came to high points, was that we always liked a supporting player enough to mention them in the high points. Uh, So this is the the massive list that we ended with. Also, I'm trying to buy some time so that I can throw at someone to give me their picks, but it's me that's picking first. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm going to have to... If anyone fancies filling a bit of dead air while I think, uh, feel free to go for it. Uh, okay. <laughs> nope. Uh, this okay. is well, really hard. We had like a, a thing of these like, in the last one. It's like, so what have you been watching? Recently? <laughs> I'll just bring it up now. What have you been watching, Chris? <laughs> Me? Watching I've actually been playing Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Redemption 2. Trying to finish off the stories. Open. You know, this is a podcast about movies, yep. Chris. 
I, I was also going to bring this up later on. Would you rather have a, a really good game story-wise compared to a movie, if you know what I mean? Like, if they did Red Dead Redemption as a movie, do you think it would be better as a game or as a movie? Well, there's been a lot of kind of Western movies, so I think Red Dead, the game, works better. That's way better in the format that it is. Um, I think I've picked now. Well, else thing. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, it is, I, this is actually an impossible category that I really should have looked at before I started doing the podcast here. Like, literally, what was going through my head right now when Chris was talking to me was this. <laughs> I just didn't know what he was going to say. Oh, who gave Andy access the Red Dead to this? Scene, what was going through my head, if nobody said anything, was a fucking tumbleweed. <laughs> Which then brought you onto Red so. Dead. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, I think, I, I think I've made my pick. Very good. Right, I think I'm there. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, this is going to be playing on my mind all night, I think. Uh, so, Bronze. Delroy Lindo, gone in six seconds, just because I thought he was the actual best thing about the film. And I want to watch more films that he's in and find the other films I know him from. One which is on my shortlist for the next season of the podcast, so he may turn up again. Bronze for Mr. Lindo. Silver. The team of uh, Bradley Whitford, Richard Jenkins. Uh, I've gone for them in my silver, just because they were, again, a favorite bit of that movie, and I thought they were really funny. Number one, I've kind of gone a different direction where I thought I was going to go, but I've gone Richard Dawson in The Running Man because I thought he was amazing. Oh. And he was just my... I just, when I saw his name, I thought he is actually the best performance out of the lot here. So a few of my boys, my people I've nominated, are not even on this list, but I think I did nominate all three that I voted for. Uh, Chris, who have you got? Yeah, I've um, just nominated all boys as well. Just, just yeah, <laughs> I did notice that, 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 that all the supporting are actually all supporting actor or actors. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I had it, but I've lost it now. My um, bronze, I'm going to go for Will Arnett and Andrew Daly because, to me, I thought they made that film. Just their little clips in the side of the court. You talked really good. about them in that one, yeah. Um, oh, my bronze, that was bronze, I think I'm going to go silver. Yeah, Fuck silver me. now. Jesus, why does bronze, silver, gold confuse me so much right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go for Jenkins and Whitford because I'd never seen Cabin in the Woods and... To me, they were the best part of the film. And my gold is going to be Dave Bautista, because I think he's criminally underrated as an actor. He really is. He, yeah. He's a really good actor. I think he's, he deserves gold. Yes. Boom. Yeah. Andy, Boom. what have you got? Right, bronze. Bill Paxton in The Age of Tomorrow. Just you did nominate him. Because Bill Paxton's good. Mm-hmm. Silver. This is a tough one. Oh, it's a choice between do I put him in second or first? Right. Silver is going to... (laughs) Do you know? (laughs) Chris Thomason for Blade. And then for for Gold, it's Batista. All the same reasons that Chris said, because he is massively underrated. Uh, so it was a bit of a tight run thing for a minute there, but the winner for yeah, best supporting roll. actor. Is it obvious? Well, I'll go for a drum roll because it adds more fun to it. Drum roll, please. Best supporting. Dave Batista for Hotel Artemis and also for <laughs> for the rest, <laughs> essentially for the rest of his career. Since you see to both nominate him for how underrated he is uh, for everything. But yes, a worthy winner, I would say. Uh, I didn't. Oh, I, so. I didn't nominate him for as my gold, silver, or bronze, but that is a great category with lots of uh, worthy people in it. So the next award. So far, I think. Yeah, definitely. That's, it was one of the bigger ones. 
the next award might be a tough one here. Uh, this is going to certainly entertain uh, the listeners, including those present currently. Best line. Now, this is a line of dialogue from one of the films, uh, not from a podcast, as it were. So this is actually something that we enjoyed or mentioned specifically for one of the films. The first one I made a bit of help with. Uh, I made a bit of help with the first nominee here because I didn't go back and actually listen to the movie or write down from the script, but I have from the movie Blade, the ice skating uphill line, which Andy nominated as his high point of the movie. I think it was at least a high point of the movie. Um, so uh, hopefully your, your mind is taking back. Uh, yeah. It's something along the lines like, yeah, you motherfuckers always try ice skate uphill. That's yeah. it. I guess so that's the uh, Blade nominated that line there. Napoleon Dynamite, Andy nominated uh, hit, uh, Napoleon's review of Uncle Rico's American football video, which he then used as his review of the movie. This is pretty much the worst video ever. Uh, <laughs> the line there. Gone in 60 seconds gives us, are you okay? You just went through a wall. Uh, me, myself and Irene has, we found a cow. He put six bullets in its brain. The poor thing's lucky to be alive. It's <laughs> uh, the line from that movie. Oh, these are some good lines. Uh, the, the, the bookie's favourite to win the award Crank brings us Do I have cunt written on my forehead uh, accompanied with the word appearing on his forehead Running Man has I don't want to be the only asshole in heaven Idle Hands has something I nominated which is near the end one of the main character's friends goes Sweet Jesus at the top of his lungs uh, which tickled me to no end Semi Pro has Suck my cock I'll murder your family uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, uh, that made like proper <laughs> Hotel Artemis, I will hunt you down and unheal the shit out of you. <laughs> and Rock and Roller has Did your father interfere with you? You know, touch you inappropriately. He tickled me, if that's what you mean. Oh, uh, which gosh. is one I picked up on. So you guys should have received the nominees. Oh. It's quite a wall of text you've received. Uh, yeah. So see if you can work out. <laughs> How come the Oscars don't have this category? Jesus. I've got number yeah. one. Why not steal this format? I'm telling you. Uh, no, this, winner here. this is one of our speciality <laughs> awards. Uh, you you can't find this on any other awards. I, I feel like maybe something like the NTV Awards or Teen Choice Awards or something like that might you have. Give uh, them the credit. This is all about the TPP. This is the, the TPP Awards, yes. Um, Chris has got. He's going first as well. Oh, Chris is first oh. this time. Yeah, I'm last. Till some more time. Okay, I think I've got it. Go for it, right? Bronze. Silver. Uh, yeah. <laughs> My bronze <laughs> is going to be. Oh, fuck. I'm going for crank. Do I have cunt written on my forehead just because it has the word cunt? <laughs> and it was accompanied on screen with the word on his forehead, which is. Yeah. <laughs> Silver is going to be my semi pro suck my cock, I'll murder a family because it was completely out of context. And uh, a priest, or at least a, a man. <laughs> yeah, <of> a priest. <laughs> And my gold is going to be Dave Batista's I Will Hunt You Down and Unheal the Shit Out of You. Second <laughs> gold in a row, I think you've given Batista. Yeah. I know, Batista's on a roll here. I know. Yeah. If only he was here to claim some awards. <laughs> yeah. Oh, could you imagine he was a fan of this and listened to it? I'm sure he is. Awesome. We're huge. <laughs> we'll send him an award through the post and he can send us yeah. a video accepting it. Could be here tonight. But, uh, Andy, have you managed to narrow yours down? Yes, I have. Right. Bronze. Cunt on the forehead. Ooh, I'd have, I'd have money on that being high up. 
Nope. Silver is going to be Batista. I will hunt you down on heal the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. And gold is the blade like motherfuckers ice gain uphill. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, then it's me to go next. So, uh, my bronze is going to be the rock and roller one. About He tickled me, if you know if that's what you mean, just because I thought it was a very well-written line, and it really made me laugh in the movie. Silver, I've lost my silver vote. Silver vote, I've gone for it. I else had mentioned it. We found a cow, he put six bullets <laughs> in his brain. The poor thing's lucky to be alive. That's just like that Chris all over again. We just dodged over that point completely in the film. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, you were waiting for it. We were just waiting for Chris to talk about the cow, and then poof, gone. Uh, yeah, so that uh, I guess my silver and what I voted for is gold is suck my cock up murder your family. <laughs> that means that we have a tie. Oh, and that, that uh, we have semi pros, what I've just said, tied with I will hunt you down and unheal the shit out of you, Hotel Artemis. So we have a two way tie. So Andy has the, tie the, the generator. Yeah, Andy has the 10 point <laughs> podcast uh, award winner generator over there, and he'll tell me. Either number one semi-pro or number two Hotel Artemis will uh, win the award here. So you could do a drum roll while you do it. I don't know if that's even possible. In the words of Richard oh. Hammond, no expense spared. Mm-hmm. I know, no expense spared. Right, I'll do the drum roll and then I'll press the, the randomised button and I'll tell you the number. Okay, so semi, semi-pro is one, Hotel Artemis is two. Right. Is it Richard Hammond? <laughs> didn't work, did it? <laughs> dramatic, dramatic pause. <laughs> oh damn! Is it working now? Oh, okay, the drum roll, drum roll worked. We were free to see something. All right, I'll do another drum roll. Uh, <laughs> oh. Two, two. Hotel Artemis. I will hunt you down and unheal the shit out of you. Back to back wins for Mr. Dave Batista. Jesus. Um, he is. Uh, oh, he is the big winner of the award so far. And I, my oh, thumbs. Like that Oscars fuck up. <laughs> uh, we haven't award- announced the wrong winner yet. Uh, yeah, so that's sense. coming. It will happen at some point, definitely. We have a new, a different award, another a ten-point podcast pointy award special here. Another award original. that you will you will not find anywhere else in any other award ceremony. We have the award for worst plan. We have. Yeah. <laughs> I love a worst plan. You see a winner coming. <laughs> or you think so, do you? Well, wait till you hear all the nominees, because Worst Plan comes up in a lot of films. <laughs> we have Pedro's plan to use a cake to invite Summer to the dance. We have from Tank Girl, that was from Pulling Dynamite, obviously. Uh, Tank Girl, we have both the invasion plan and the defence of water and power uh, at the end, as in both the advancing forces and defending forces have just a terrible approaches to a battle. From the Prestige, the plan to only have one uh, Christian Bale at a time, when they could easily just go both be the same version of Borden with their different wives and families. From the Fifth Element, <laughs> all clumped together, all the different people's individual plans to try and get on the cruise ship pretending to be <laughs> Bruce Willis. From Crank, poisoning Chev Chelios. Uh, from the Running Man, <laughs> The airport I've got, both how they were going to get into the <laughs> airport, which was using the one pass, and also I'm going to run in a straight line down the runway uh, part of the plan. From the boy in the striped pyjamas, let's go look for your father. From Hotel Artemis, robbing a bank without any semblance of a plan at the beginning of the movie. Beavis and Butthead, let's walk in a straight line across the desert to Washington. <laughs> From Rock and Roller, 
I'll steal my boss's money and then steal it again. From Chef, <laughs> Carl gives up his food truck and just goes back into a restaurant again. As we talked about, was going to ruin his life from then on. And from the edge of tomorrow, let's repeatedly land on the same beach over and over and over again <laughs> instead of trying to land somewhere else that might help us. A lot of plans, a lot of nominees, and a lot of discussion probably needed for this award. I don't know. That's not a tough one. Yeah. We pick a lot of stupid films, don't we? <laughs> a lot of stupid people. A lot of it's Andy to go first, isn't I it? I believe it's Andy to go first, yeah. I've got a couple here. I've got plenty of time now. Right. I've got it. I've got it. This is easy. It is easy now. Right. Bronze. Because if you could relive the same day, you wouldn't just keep landing on the same beach. You would do something different. Like, why? Just why? He didn't have the authority <laughs> to do that, though. All right. So, right. Let's go back. He, in one of those loops, fucked off to the pub. <laughs> well, yeah. He in the last plan fucking stole a helicopter and went to fucking France. So he could have done it, but no. But eighty-five times he landed on that stupid beach trying to memorize where oh, the bad right, guys I've came. Got it See, I've got it in my head that you meant that they could have landed on a like the whole army could have landed on a different beach, right? No, his, his plan just to keep going back and back and back. Stupid. But that only okay. earned bronze. Silver. Right. This was a toss-up again. I'm thinking Poison and Chef Chelios. Mm. Because why would you? He seems like he's a bit of a badass. Is the poison actually going to take, as we find out, no it doesn't. That <clears throat> motherfucker's going to hunt you down and kill you. So, stupid. But the ultimate stupid plan, which receives gold, is if you're in an airport, <laughs> don't go and pick the biggest open space and try and run up the runway when a guy's got a little cargo net to grab you. Uh, it was specifically a net gun, is what he yes. had, um, which will come into things later on. Wait, yeah, right. Let's, let's let's bring that up. Why did he have a net gun? <laughs> oh no, no, hold hold your net gun discussion. <laughs> the net gun comes later. Uh, the the actual plan of him, let you see, he had a plan to get into the airport, which was. The, uh, the woman had one pass. They were both going to use it. And then, like you say, running away in a straight line. is He's uh, a smart guy. He was a Marine or something like that. Yeah, an undetermined armed forces member. Excuse me. Yes, a worthy nominee and a worthy gold medal. Uh, it's me next, I assume. Uh, I'll go for bronze. It's not necessarily a plan in the movie, but it just it ruined the end of the film which was Carl giving up his truck and just going back to be a chef in a restaurant for me from Chef that gets my bronze because it, it, it didn't play out as a bad plan in the film but it just will be a bad plan and he should know better Silver because of Chef too <laughs> yes, the divorce yes Silver I've gone airport for Silver just not so much the, the running in a straight line which Andy really really had a problem with it was the getting into the like, his escape plan uh, <laughs> getting into the airport in the first place got me but gold I'm going poisoning Chev Chelios Chev Chelios is a dangerous man and he really wanted him gone and wanted him dead and they gave him a chance at 24 hours of life when they had him in their hands to just murder so terrible plan poisoning Chev Chelios Chris what have you got um, well, that was a tough one. My silver, uh, fucking bronze, Jesus! <laughs> Why does is... nobody get bronze in your world? I don't know. <laughs> Everybody's a winner, apparently. <laughs> um, 
bronze is I'm going for I'm going to steal my boss's money twice from rock and roll because it is stupid right of course you're going to get found out due to that I mean you're the only other person who knew the plan <laughs> my silver is a tough one but it's going to be the the airport the running man like everything you say like using one pass what was he going to do when he got to, got on the plane and they found him out. Was he just going to like try and run <laughs> off the plane midair? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <sighs> and my gold is poison of Chev Chelios. Why poison them? Oh. If you wanted them dead, just fucking kill them. Boom. So with, with the, the winner. yeah, okay. Well, we'll get a drum roll ready then. So the pointy award winner for worst plan goes to. Poisoning Chev Chelios oh. with two gold medals and a silver to the airport's two silvers and a gold. So, uh, yeah. Jason well Statham. Well deserved. I guess not Jason Statham. I guess it would be Verona, the villain, uh, collects the award for, for <laughs> exactly. worst plan. He's taking the award for being the stupidest yeah. plan. For having the worst plan. Uh, on to the next award. Uh, not a 10-point podcast award. Not a pointy original, but not your Do typical Oscar. Uh, that borrowed, used, acquired might be the best way to use. <laughs> um, we have the award for best fight. Is what we have next. Oh Jesus! Uh, a few nominees, not a massive one. I think I've managed to miss off one of the nominees from my ballot here, so I'll just copy and paste that on the bottom. Uh, we have first nominee from Blade. We have Blood Rave Fight plus Dance Fighting uh, from the end of Blade. Uh, I put them both together because they both got equal amounts of um, discussion and nominations during the podcast, uh, both the Blood Rave Fight, and I was particularly fond of the, the dance fighting at the end. Second nominee <laughs> from Doom, we have the cage match between Destroyer and one of the monsters, uh, which I think Andy and I are particularly fond of during that episode. Yeah, that was like the um, one good thing in that film. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I think it's the only time it's the best. I could be wrong, but uh, yeah, one of the few best awards for, for Doom. Napoleon Dynamite gives us the battle of the ages between Napoleon and Kip, uh, which was kind of a flat <laughs> fight. <laughs> Gone in 60 seconds has Vinnie Jones versus a rival gang, uh, where he just beat the shit out of everybody in sight for about five minutes. Me, myself, and Irene has Charlie versus Shantae, the limo driver. Uh, I, I popped for that over Charlie versus Hank uh, because I think we had a good giggle about the limo driver and him <laughs> being in a fight uh, over the, the you people comment, if I remember rightly. Uh, Crank has Chef Chelios versus the gang in the toilet. Um, Semi Pro has Jackie Moon versus a bear. Uh, Hotel Artemis has Nice uh, versus the goons in the hallway, uh, one of our high points of the movie. And Rock and Roller has uh, Gerald Butler's character, Mr. 1 2, versus the Chechens uh, on the railway track and into the railway tunnel. Uh, a good mixture. We have comedy, we have violence, we have a, a, a right spread of all the different fights uh, are there. Does anyone have any thoughts while I pick my votes here? That's another, another tough one. It is a tough one. Research. Yep. <laughs> Wait till the next time, Chris. You're going to do the. the, the <laughs> I doubt it. You're going to get fired then from the 10 point podcast. Done. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, sponsor us. We're looking for a new host. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I've picked mine. Uh, I think it's me to go first, anyway, isn't it? Uh, right. Bronze. 
because I talk so highly of the dance fighting, I have to go for the blade one. Not so much the blood rave, but yeah, the dance fighting near the end. Uh, it just amused me. Anytime anyone does kind of unconventional fighting, it does make me laugh. Second, I've gone Vinnie Jones versus the rival gang, Gone in 60 Seconds, because it kind of made his character. We all talk very highly of the character of the Sphinx in Gone in 60 Seconds, and that really just put him in his position in the film. And also, I don't want to go another comedy one, because my winning one, the gold one, not so much through the fight, but through the comedy aspect and the promotion, Jackie Moon versus the Bear gets my gold medal vote. <laughs> it's the one that would draw me to the arena to watch it, I think. Uh, so that gets my, my gold medal. Uh, Chris, how have you seen things? Uh, bronze um... and then silver and then gold, please. <laughs> I'll try. Um, oh, my bronze is going to be Charlie versus Shantae because it's the little bitch slaps that get me every time they'll in the cheek <laughs> <laughs> um, my silver oh, I'm going to go for oh that's tough I'm going to go for Nice versus the goons in the hallway and Hotel Artemis I thought it was like a well choreographed fight if you know what I mean yeah uh, my gold is going to be the Blood Rave because, I mean, I love the film Blade, but I know that, that scene is just awesome. It's like iconic with Blade. It really is. Yeah, it's, it, to my knowledge, since seeing it, it's the bit I've seen the most. That obviously, when I watched it on the podcast, it was the first time I've seen it. So since then, it's the <laughs> bit I've seen the most. Andy, what have you got? Right. In bronze... It's going to be Mr. 1-2 versus the Chetsians from Rock and Roll. Oof. Yeah, I think that was your high point of the movie, if I remember right. That was the best bit of the film. And it's just, you don't see fight scenes like that when they, they both just get tired and I was like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> like, I need more of that in films. Yeah, real fighting, yeah. Uh, it's the same again. It's like, which one do I put in? Oh, this is hard. It's hard. I'm going to go for Chev Chelios versus the gang in the toilet. Because Jason Statham just doing what he does best. That's and it. for gold is the Blood Rave dance fighting Blade. Uh, that wins in near enough a, a landslide. Uh, Blade takes home the award for best fight with two gold medal votes and a bronze. Uh, with my bronze being for the other fight, but I think uh, I think we'll, we'll we'll safely give the best fighting to essentially the best fighting movie that we did out of the season. Um, mm. It's the one that was most when designed. I've still got it. He does. Wait, well, he did back in 1998, which is not uh, no, it's dystopian day. future. No, dystopian future you were claiming. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so you are. That was part of your yeah <laughs> worst. Uh, let's just move on. <laughs> well, very well timed, Chris, because the next award is probably one of my favourite awards of the evening, and it also has the word worst in it. The next award on the pointies is the worst host meltdown of the season. Uh, the host being yourself, myself and Andy. Um, quite, a few, quite a few nominees here, and Evenly Before spread. you say it, I'm going to imagine my name's going to come up at least four times here. You are correct, but also <laughs> my name comes up, I think, four times. Uh, I think Andy has the least meltdowns. Uh, Yay, but we'll, I don't meltdown. I'll get, I'll get through the nominees here. First, <laughs> That's because we meltdown at you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> first nominee for worst host meltdown, or best host meltdown, the, the meltiest meltdown of the hosts. From oh, Doom, I've just got Andy... Sewers is <laughs> the meltdown where for about 30 minutes of the Doom podcast, Andy just could not talk, stop talking about the sewers <laughs> on Mars. Why? Uh, like, still, answer this question. We've had time to think about this. Why? <laughs> Wait, riddle me this. Okay, this is going off topic for a little minute. You move to a new planet. What's the first thing you want to do is get rid of your pissing shit. So what do you do? You build a sewer. 
Boom. Would, like you would put it in some nice waste pipes, like something. Like, that was just a genuine sewer. That's what a sewer is. No, not in space. It's not. Okay, we can add another one. This is another meltdown happening now. So, yes, a late, late nominee. Well, and that's just one nominee. I feel like it's going to be a lot of vitriol. (laughs) Second nominee during Napoleon Dynamite, Bruce, that is me, tried to talk about how did Napoleon go to a special school without trying to offend anyone. Uh, I will leave it at that, but it was a very (laughs) difficult couple of minutes. The Prestige brings us Chris trying to talk about the ending of the movie without spoiling it. <laughs> which Sorry. was a meltdown. Got himself tied into a hell of a knot uh, trying not to do it. It was like a vicious cycle. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Gone in 60 seconds. Chris was given 60 seconds to read out the social media and had no idea what's coming. Uh, I went into well, that. the first time I got forced to do it from then on. He got forced yeah. to, he's got thrown at it. It took so well to your your meltdown during the first one that you took to it. Starship Troopers, Bruce had to take a break 25 minutes into the movie uh, because I just couldn't take it anymore. I had to go do something else. (laughs) Me, myself and Irene, Chris manages to forget the best bit of the film during the talk. (laughs) That was so funny. We were so geared up for it as well. We were. were That's just Uh, uh, absent-mindedness. You were so excited. That's a meltdown. Gone. Uh, Crank. Bruce contemplates his life choices during Chris and a drunken Andy's perverted discussion. <laughs> I. Did you know you could see his penis in this scene? Did you know if you pause it just what? right, you could see up Amy Smart's skirt? <laughs> it goes on. And at that point, I was like, I don't need this in my life. <laughs> I was proper drunk that night. Uh, this oh, drunk Andy where? equals creepy Andy. No, you were discussing it with me, yeah, Andy. Oh yeah, you were there as well. Like you were the one. I, I don't know if you were the penis or the upskirt, but one of you was one and one of you was the other, and it went on for two. Andy months. was penis because I'm pretty sure that started his penis frenzy for the next like six movies. No, that was Tank Girl with the prosthetic penis. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Next nominee. Sorry. Boy in the striped pajamas, but I'm not going the way you think I will. During the episode of Boy in the striped pajamas. Chris repeatedly shits himself any time Lieutenant Kotler does anything. At least three <laughs> times you're like, oh, when Kotler did this, I shit myself. When Kotler did that, I shit myself. <laughs> over and over again. Uh, uh. To the point where it became comedy near the end. <laughs> <laughs> Beavis and Butthead is the next one. I've just got Chris goes off the rails because you just end, end up insulting just absolutely everybody. Uh. Bring it up coronavirus, uh, yeah. bring it up gender roles, uh, bring it up Parkinson's. I don't know what happened. Who's gone? Yeah. I think I had like a stroke or something. Uh, that was down, so the shock factor was fucking hell. Uh, and I'll be very similar. The next one is, I think, one of the few awards where it has two nominees from the same episode. During Rock and Roller, I go on, I, I tried to say keep your friends close but your enemies closer and to do about enemies close friends close friends close enemies close. I'd, I'd never ever get it right and go on far too long trying to say it so yeah I had a bit of a stroke and had a bit of a crash <laughs> there but at the end of that episode the last nominee for worst host meltdown and Andy can't count as he tries <laughs> six minus three or something I give it the wrong uh, is the last. Uh, 
Uh, a lot of nominees, <laughs> a lot, a lot to cover, and this could be. I'll this tell you what, this, this is making the highlight trailer real. If anybody wants to know, ten point podcast is about. I think it's me to go first, isn't it? Uh, yes. It's it's go first. Is it? Shit. No, it's that. It's, it's oh, yeah, the next last. award play for it's Chris. So. Uh, um, oh, it's very difficult this one. Uh, and it's it's tough to. I don't know. It's either I'm voting for me or I'm voting against me. If you know what I'm saying, like either I. <laughs> I am the best or I am the worst when it comes to this category. Oh. Okay. I th- no surprise to yourselves, but the two of these are mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to explain myself, that's why. Um, well, I'm going to say Beavis and Butthead is my bronze because I've got the po- I, fuck- I insulted fucking everybody, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're yeah, the pop at everyone. <laughs> uh, it's so fucking Ah, uh, that was a, I don't know what the fuck happened that episode. Um, I'm gonna go for my silver as Andy can't count because it, it was quite funny and it's not very often that, as you can tell, Andy messes up. Oh. <laughs> and I'm glad that none of us noticed as well, and he had to mention it. I did my maths wrong. <laughs> it's because I didn't want my, rock and roll to get unjust points. <laughs> my gold because it still fucking infuriates me is the whole Andy Sears thing. And I, I, every time we do a podcast, I mention it to Nicola. I was like, <laughs> she's like, oh, she'll ask, how does the voting go? And she went, oh, yeah, this one got voted um, five or something like that. Yeah, Andy voted it for two. I was like, she was like, what's wrong with this one? Well, it's not like doomed because like, he voted because it had fucking sewers, but... It's not the fact that it had sewers. The fact that... Yes, it was! <laughs> No, they could have put nicer sewers in, like, with some nice LED lights. Sewers are dark! <laughs> They're underground! Because it's fucking dark! Not in a space station or Mars, it'd be nice. Uh, my platinum award is for this meltdown here, so... <laughs> the meltdown on the pointy awards. <laughs> yeah. uh, Andy, what have you got? Right. It's good. This could be an easy one, this. Right, so Chris... Go um with his sixty seconds and gone in sixty seconds. Right, okay. That's bronze because that was just it's funny. Like, it's like what? I don't fucking know. Was what he responded <laughs> to us uh, throwing to him. Uh, I do remember that one. <laughs> and then I'm gonna go for Chris. Guys, <laughs> 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 get out. Chris got off the rails at Beavis and Butthead because yeah. what an episode that, that year. That, was a, that was a bad one. <laughs> uh, it's the second most watched episode yet, I think. <laughs> so it's what everyone's to... seen that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone's uh, heard that one. And it's made a comeback. Beavis and Bites has made a comeback because of my, that episode. I'm taking full credit. Oh, for yeah, it. we haven't mentioned that on the podcast yet. To be fair, yeah. it has. I'll give you that. <laughs> so, yeah, Chris's meltdown has made Beavis and Bites come back out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. But the one that always tickled me Trifecta. was just, was just Chris tried to explain the first speech without <laughs> saying the ending. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> so far. I can't remember that one. <laughs> so far, and then you just went so wrong. And then that's when you had to keep saying spell all that. Yeah. Oh, it was a good that's, one. That's my that's my three. That's your right. I need to work out which one's my votes now. So my bronze is was me contemplating my life during your discussion on crack. Like, because you guys were actually having a discussion, I don't think you realised I was like I'm so close to just hanging up on the podcast and doing something else. It was really bad. Uh, my silver my silver is 
the prestige uh, knot that he tied himself into. Uh, it was a, a seminal early point of the podcast where we had to sit down Chris down and explain to him. People do watch the films before they listen, but you don't have to worry about spoiling it. I don't it. try to review a film without him listening. He just did not get that concept. I know. Uh, and my gold, which actually means that we have a winner, and it jumps above the prestige, is because it really deserves it, the episode as a whole, Chris got off the rails to Beavis and Butthead. Uh, as a re-listen, <laughs> just one after another, ten minutes go by, and Chris has said something else outrageous. So yeah, Chris's coming out party during Beavis and Butthead uh, is the winner hey. of the worst host meltdown. Chris wins an I'm award. A, you are a point award. I'm going to apologise again, because that was a bad one. That was uh, a- is, that, is that your accepted speech? I'm sorry. I, I, get, I don't know what came over me that episode, but fucking hell, I'm sorry. <laughs> Everything that just came out of my mouth just fucking was more shit after me. Uh, yes, so. Well done, Chris. Yeah, you are the first host that actually won an award. First person present who has won an award at the pointies. So, uh, I'll take that. You you've always got that. I'll take any award I can get. <laughs> Uh, right, we have the next award. Back on to the movies themselves rather than uh, ourselves, our egos being uh, manipulated by the podcast. Continuing the, trend, <laughs> continuing the trend of the lows, we have Worst Scene. This is generally nominees that were the low points of the movies. We have Worst Scene. From Blade, Pearl the Fat Vampire, uh, down in the bowels yeah, of the building. The, Napoleon, <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite has a storyline where Kip and Uncle Rico sell Tupperware, uh, which was near enough voted the low point in the movie, I think, if I remember rightly. We have from Tank Girl, Tank Girl not looking out while being on lookout duty, uh, was the worst scene, and also strangely sexually being provocative for no reason, uh, cutting her tights and all that early on as well. Gone in 60 Seconds brings us the Nicolas Cage and Angelina Jolie sexless sex scene with zero chemistry Ugh. between the two actors. Starship Troopers has my particular uh, problem I had, arena football game in Starship Troopers where I picked the scene apart uh, still by still and told them all the things that were wrong with it. Me, myself and Irene, we see a dog shitting. Uh, <laughs> uh, Crank has the the scene that we have titled the Chinatown banging uh, as the nominee <laughs> from Crank. Beavis and Butthead, <laughs> we see a donkey shitting. <laughs> <laughs> Chef has the. <laughs> oh my god, so good. <laughs> Chef has the South Beach Cop, the scene that went on far too long for no real payout or reason. And Edge of Tomorrow has the the protagonists heading towards the Louvre, uh, heading towards the Omega at the end of the film. They are the nominees for Worst Scene. Again, an eclectic mix with some long mixed in with some short. Uh, I think it's Andy to vote first. So Andy, yes. what do you have? Ah, decisions, decisions. Right, I've got it. Bronze. Okay. We'll go with me, myself, and I. A dog shitting. A dog shitting is myself and I read, okay. It was close. It was between that and Beavis and Butthead, but the, the actual dog shitting is worse than an anime dog sh- uh, donkey shitting. <laughs> <laughs> Silver. <laughs> the sexless sex scene in Gone in 60 Seconds. Yeah, it's a good one. What the fuck was Nicolas Cage doing? You have Angelina Jolie there, and you still can't get any chemistry. Something's wrong with you, mate. 
and then gold <laughs> is Fat Pearl the Vampire, because what the fuck was the point? Yeah, Pearl was pretty horrible. Um, I think I talked very passionately about how horrible the farting and the horribleness of the giant fat vampire was in Blade, but Pearl hasn't cracked my top three, unfortunately. Um Ooh. Bronze, I've gone for Tank Girl Not Looking Out because it was around that time in the movie I realised how <laughs> unlikable the Tank Girl actually was in the film and how useless she was. And <laughs> uh, Yeah, that, that was the beginning of the, kind of the, the, the downslide for Tank Girl, so I'll go for that for my bronze. Silver, I have gone for the arena football game because listening back, that really pissed me off <laughs> on that episode. <laughs> like, I could hear the passion in my voice about everything that was wrong with that scene. And it wasn't needed. It was of no relevance whatsoever to anything that was happening in the film. Uh, but gold. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, gold, dog shitting. <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> I did not need to see that. That is the worst thing I have seen. Like, literally the worst thing I have seen this season. So it has to be the worst scene. Uh, Chris, what have you got? Um, my bronze is Pearl the Fat Vampire because I mean this scene was supposed to be a hell of a lot worse I think like I said there was supposed to be like fucking dead babies or something te- yeah. yeah so I think it was supposed to be of merit when it was but they put it in the cutting floor if you know what I mean yeah Um. oh my silver is going to be the sexless sex scene with uh, Angelina Jolie and Nicholas Cage, because it was just fucking pointless and it was just cringeworthy and horrible. <laughs> it was cringeworthy, yeah. And my gold is a South Beach cop because, yeah, like, oh yeah, this cop, okay, have you got your permit? Yeah, okay, that's fine. Fuck off. You're not needed for the next five, ten minutes. <laughs> it just, oh, that irritated me. And we just went on for so long. We'll cover another photo, cover another photo, cover another photo. Yeah, it's fucking boil your head. However, if that was Jennifer, <sighs> if I seen John Favreau, I'd be like that. I'd be like, have a photo. Can I, can I, can I try a cheese sandwich? I want to <laughs> yeah, but you're not a cop. That's different. No. You're a fan. I would still do it if I was a cop. Yeah, but again, he's not John Favreau. He's some random chef who had a meltdown. Just Here's exactly meltdown like number Favreau. 17 for Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I love a meltdown. That's, that's your gimmick now. Meltdown no, specialist, yeah. <laughs> I need a pause. I need a pee. <laughs> I'm we'll joking. Hold, 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 hold fire have, right, we have a three-way tie, Andy, so you better get oh, the pointy award oh. machine ready. Yeah, uh, right. Pearl the Fat Vampire got a gold and a bronze. Uh, Dog Shitting got a gold and a bronze. And the Sexless Sex Scene got two silvers. Now, by my scoring system, that means they're all tied and have the same number of points there. Um, so we need, uh, however it works, a drum roll and then a one, two, or a three. Uh, right. for I'll try to make it work this time. Right, here we go. Okay. Drum roll, engaged. <laughs> <laughs> one. One is Blade, the Pearl the Fat, Vamp- Pearl the Fat Vampire, <laughs> uh, wins the award. Uh, I think that's another award for Blade. Blade's cleaning up a little bit here. I need to remember to go back at the end and work it out. In all categories, though, that's the problem. Good, yeah. bad, meltdown. But that's <laughs> the thing. Across the board. Uh, yeah. So that's the end of that award. It's Chris going for a pee. No, I'm waiting is. until half time. Very yeah, good. <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't think we'd stop the Oscars for a pee. Well, yeah, if, if you're awarded, <laughs> a lot of filling we're trying so, to do. Right now, I've got my head as Ace Ventura. Half time. And you just face plants in the chair. I think we've got three awards to wait, and then we're there. So, uh, I'll carry on with award number eleven. 
Best actor is next. One of our big Ooh. awards. This it's is one of the big things. The end cut. Jesus. Ah, yeah. So uh, I've spread out things a little bit so we don't retread too much of the same stuff uh, too close together. So best actor. Um, this is where I've gone for. They generally had to be the lead character in the film uh, to get this award uh, rather than just um, like a, a good actor who was in it, as it were. So nominees from Doom, Carl Urban. Uh, because oh, I think we nearly, nearly all said he was the best thing about the film, which got him a nomination. From Napoleon Dynamite, John Heeder. Uh, from The Prestige, it's Hugh Jackman. Um, I think mm. we talked more fondly of Hugh Jackman than Christian Bale in that film, which meant that he got the nominee as we did one, say one pick per film for the most part. Me, myself and Irene, obviously Jim Carrey. Fifth Element has Bruce Willis. Crank, Jason Statham. Idle Hands has Devon Sawa's hand. Hand, o- <laughs> hand only. For your consideration, it's only the hand, I'm afraid. So you cannot take anything else into consideration. Boy in Stripe Pajamas, Chris nominated Asa Butterfield. Hotel Artemis, Sterling K. Brown. Beavis and Butthead. We unanimously said Cornholio was the best thing about the film. So therefore, Mike Judge Mike got Judge. nominated as Best Actor. Uh, for that, and rock and roller Gerard Butler got nominated. Um, again, a spread, some comedy performances, some serious performances, and one hand performance in there. Does anyone have any thoughts? It's me to go first, so someone have a thought. It's not Devin Sawa's hand, it's the other guy who was in the Adams family's hand. Well, I thought he just oh, trained him. Yeah, he trained him, didn't he? I thought, ah, he no, was, so I thought his yeah, one was... Like close-up scenes, it was his, the other guy's hand. Right, okay, so he may not be considered. But it was one of the high points of the movie, was yeah. the hand acting in the film. Oh, uh, no, no, I do remember, yeah. No, you saw, you're right, when his hand was still attached. I've got you. Yeah. Oh, I've yeah, got yeah. it when his hand is yeah. not attached. No, Sorry, I apologise, you're right. Good. Is this the Oscars? This is a professional get-up right now. Pointies, Andy, pointies. <laughs> we'll try coin the pointies here. <laughs> I, I'm struggling here. I've got my bronze and I've got my gold, but I can't get anything in between, which sounds silly. For me to do it that way. I'll go him for silver, I think. Uh, yeah, I think I have decided. So, no pressure. bronze, so yeah. Yeah, it's one of the big awards. Yeah, I should need to get this right, because this is important. Um, <laughs> bronze, Gerard Butler, because uh, in the, the episode, I talked about how he was very good and very bad at the same time, but my <laughs> high point of the movie was his chemistry with Sandy Newton. So he has to have something there. So I'm giving him a bronze. Essentially honourable mention, but I'm giving a bronze to Gerard Butler for Rock and Roller. Silver, I've gone for John Heder just because I love his performance as Napoleon. Like, I can't see him be anybody else, so he might be acting less than some of the other people, but I love his performance as Napoleon Dynamite. And Gold, Jim Carrey and me, myself, and I read is great. He plays two characters. They're quite noticeably different characters, and he's in every single scene of the film for the most part. So it has to be Jim Carrey for my gold. Uh, Chris, you're after me, aren't you, Chris? I am. Um, I'm going to give an honourable mention for Tom Cruise because he's not in this list that I thought he was really good in Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, we didn't ever really nail it down that we thought he was good. I think I mentioned one scene I thought he was good in. That scene where he tried to explain everything, but he's kind of going off the rails. I thought yeah. he was really good. Yeah, that, that but, was the one mention of him, really. So he didn't get a nomination, unfortunately. Uh, my controversial bronze... To, for Andy because he hated the movie that much is Asa Butterfield because I think he's just a really good actor. Um, oh, what? Jesus. 
Silver is going to be John Header because same reason as Bruce. You can't think of John Header without thinking of Napoleon Dynamite. He yeah. is that's like his, he is films. Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bench warmers, by the way. Watch it, it's good. Yeah, that's number three. Um, <laughs> my gold because he was at the height of his powers back then, Jim Carrey and me, myself and Irene. Mm. Almost unanimous our two picks there, Chris. Mm-hmm. Andy, are you gonna complete the set? I'll complete something. Quite a threat. Carl Orban for Doom. Because he was the best thing about that film. Yeah, comfortably, yes. That's a lie. That's a lie. Him in the cage fight. That was it. You say the sewers were one of the best things, so yeah. Oh god. Like no more sewer talk, right? <laughs> I've had enough of it. I've had enough. <laughs> Season two, no more talk of Doom. Yeah. Silver is going to the madman that is Jason Statham and Crank. Because what a ledge. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to go with his gold, Jim Carrey, because he plays yeah. two characters very well. I think at the, as that episode we were, we were recording it, we were thinking about doing the pointies, and I'm thinking Jim Carrey's going to run away with best actor. Uh, so best actor of the season one pointy awards, Jim Carrey in a landslide, three gold votes. As much of a winner as we will maybe get tonight is the first one to get all three votes in the same way. So well done. To Mr. Like a stone cold <laughs> Just making sure it was solid and he was the thank, best actor. Thank you, Mr. Austin. He was uh, giving out the award. <laughs> Except you got Mr. Carrie's behalf. Um, right. So, following on from the Best Actor Award, we have to follow up with the Worst Actor Award. Aww. What better award to follow up on? We do like to uh, talk about the Razzies and all that sort of stuff, so we need to make note of the, 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 the downside as well as the upsides. Uh, a tough award for me to get nominees for because again I had to go with the whole they had to be the lead actor but bad or at least the main male character in the film as in there could be male hundred... there's females as well you sexist ah but this is this is the actor Colin there is a, an actress category later on Andy oh, uh, we're, not like the, like, we're not like the Oscars but we unified them yet uh, we've not unified them yet no we have not yet um, I, feel like I feel like we're going to get cried out for that well riddle me that like not riddle me this but <laughs> when that happens they complain because when it was best actor and only guys got nominated so this this way, there's a category for girls, there's a category for guys. Exactly. So it just makes you. more sense. So the nominees for the worst actor category, uh, as I say, they have to be released the very heavily in the film. Blade, I nominated Wesley Snipes. Uh, to what? Much I did. You're a monster. I said Wesley Snipes. He is not actually that good, I think. It's just a bit of a quote I said. Gone in 60 Seconds, Nicolas Cage for the role, the lead role in Gone in 60 Seconds. Cabin in the Woods, Fran Kranz, because he was essentially the male lead in that film, as in he lived longer than Chris. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who's Fran Kranz again? Uh, the main guy, Cabin in the Woods. The nerd geek one, so not Chris Hemsworth. Got you. And not not right. the smart one, he was the kind of nerd. The, the, the stoner. stoner. Yes. yes. Fran Kranz. We especially called him out for not being particularly great in it, and like I say, he survived to the end, so he kind of was the male lead. Running Man gives us Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> for Worst Actor, and Idle Hands has Devin Sawa's 
face. Is what the <laughs> is. So his hand cannot be considered for worst actor, but his face can. His face was someone that I would not relent in punching and other abuses that we gave him throughout the episode for Mr. Salwa. Yes. <laughs> Chris, uh, you're first, so you can lead off. With, uh, well, we can do some light banter about the nominees. I don't know how some of these nominees will about being nominated for worst actor. Um, but it has to happen. I thought five's not too bad a number. I don't know. I haven't got my list yet. Oh, sorry, I haven't oh. sent it to you. That's my bad. Okay. Sorry. Oof. There you go. Finally got to your list. I forgot your list. I forgot your list. I don't know what I can't remember who you nominated. <laughs> you couldn't remember those five people. Um, wait till like when we're in like season ten of this, and it's just gonna be like live in front of like ten thousand people. And just watching Chris have a meeting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chris at, at the Moffat Town Hall, everybody's going to come to Moffat or we'll meet in the middle in Carlisle or something. Coming to you in 10 years' time. Yeah. Mm, my bronze is going to be Fran Kranz because he was that memorable, apparently. <laughs> My silver is Arnold Schwarzenegger because he has hit or miss movies. That's literally been his career. Is like he'll have an absolute classic like Terminator, then you'll tank it with fucking Running Man. Um, my gold, for the exact same reason, is I'm pretty sure I did two bronzes there. Did I? No, you did a bronze or silver. I'm all over. Oh, I did it. I did it right. Yay! Yay. Um, or, you said, or you said bronze and I counted it as silver. Either way, I'm <laughs> Uh, my gold is Nicolas Cage for the exact same reasons because he just takes any role he can and he'll just do whatever the fuck he wants with it. <laughs> he loves the money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So many money. Uh, Andy, uh, only five nominees, so this is a wee bit of a tighter uh, grouping here. What have you got? I'm not exactly the same as Chris. Like, well, you are. I'm, so, Frank Rand's. Frank Rand's Arnie, Nick Cage. Jeez, yep. Ah, so. Almost a bit of consensus again there. I've made a mess of my list there. There we go. Uh, I've got a bit different. Still about do agree in occasions. I've got a bit different. Uh, I've got Wesley Snipes as three because I did slate Wesley Snipes and he wasn't that good uh, in that film. I feel like he was more important to Blade. It would have been better had he been better. Uh, So he gets a bronze, but it's irrelevant. Um, My silver goes to Nick Nick Cage. Uh, I thought he was one of his better films and one of his better performances I think uh, but yeah still hilarious at moments my gold goes to Arnold Schwarzenegger Arnold Schwarzenegger was specifically <laughs> bad in The Running Man I am a, a fan of Arnie's movies but he was pretty bad in Running Man uh, so he yeah. gets my gold I think my low points he was one of the two nominees I had for low points in that film so I have what to pick him as well. on here? <laughs> I thought Andy was just like what the fuck is going on here <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, don't worry, Arnold, <laughs> because uh, you are not the winner of Worst Actor, or the, I don't know if it'd be the loser of Worst Actor, because the winner of the Worst Actor Award is, from Gone in 60 Seconds, Mr. Nicholas Cage wins the Worst Actor Award. Uh, well done to Nick Cage. Again, one of his more reserved performances, but two gold medals uh, yeah. and one silver beats one gold and two silvers. Uh, still Nicholas had Cage. the erratic moments of, you know, just being a complete nutter. It's just what, that's all Nicholas Cage can do. <laughs> it's just random. <laughs> uh, okay, so that is the last award of the first half of the Pointy Award ceremony. However, we have a little special bonus thing in the middle here. Uh, something that actually has played very well into what's happened so far in the podcast. Uh, I'm going to send through the nominees to you guys now and I'll run through it as you get it. 
It's a special. Oh, I've sent you the same thing again. That's not what I meant to send. Uh, a special halftime. It's not necessarily an award, but a little category I've thrown together. I think Andy is aware of this. It is Chris's special catchphrases that he comes out with on the episodes of the podcast. <laughs> uh, Chris hits out with these things like repeatedly throughout the podcast. He very regularly says Bosch, as in bis, bish, bash, Bosch. He says Shazam quite a lot uh, when he's being, I don't know, presenting something quite extravagant to everybody. He says, riddle me this. I don't know if you've heard that recently, Andy. He says, riddle he me this. Like three times. <laughs> when he has a question. Whenever he learns something, he says, the more you know. <laughs> He says, spoiler alert, quite a lot, because he thinks people don't watch the movies before he listens to the podcast. And he always says, I watch this movie all the time, regardless of how regularly he I watches the movies. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I just thought, these come up on several podcasts, Chris, and they made me laugh. I mean, serious, I go through my DVDs, like, alphabetically every fucking few months, if I can. <laughs> just oh, to pass the time, you know? Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I give Andy a wee warning. That was coming, but yeah, you, these are your special you so catchphrases that you come out with. <laughs> yeah, every so often. Well, that's a good thing. At least I've got categories. <laughs> catchphrases on like yous. Yeah, fucking heathens. Oh, we did one by one, so we've got seven points. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Bosch comes after, like, I've done something right or something I just go bosh and like a, do you know what every time I do it I do a mic drop <laughs> <laughs> I just open my hand and just go bosh <laughs> not even joking um, Shazam I only said Shazam once didn't I and Prestige they're always very similar to um, I think it's a South Park one of the South Park characters you kind of see it in their Shazam. kind of voice like Shazam whenever you see it uh, it's one of the lesser said ones. Do you know you what? It's it. not South Park. It's both selector. It's when the guy's David Blaine. He's got a hat uh, ah. and uh, his hand. He goes Shazam. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Riddle me this is <laughs> a, a question. Yes, it's, 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 it's a good yes, question. Like riddle me this. Um, the more you oh, know, oh. again. <laughs> the more you know is because of Family Guy. Every time I learn something, I go the more you know. Yeah. And spoiler, like yeah, some people don't watch shit. <laughs> spoiler, you got to do stuff. And I do. I watch all my films all the time. What's the point in buying DVD if you're never going to watch it? Uh, I don't want to just show Chris up, but me and Andy have our little things as well. Andy always says everything is a fun fact all the time. Like if he has any bit of information ever, he's like fun fact for you, and it always starts with I, fun uh... fact. Um, it's not a fun fact at all it's a shit fact <laughs> at least I have facts and listeners to the podcast will notice that I, I sniff all the time that's one of my gimmicks that I go to and also I say oh god all the time whether it's something silly something uh, raunchy or something just absurd <laughs> or if it's just swearing every so often you see me going oh god or, oh god. I do remember the first time the F bomb got the F bomb got dropped, you just went, Oh god. I guess it cut first. You did. You you had a hard C bomb pretty early on. Oh yeah. Thought it was. Well, uh, no, it wasn't as I always thought. It was a few episodes in, I'm like, here we go, this is our first C bomb. <laughs> no, you said it, but it was about fifteen episodes in, you called him on it, but he'd done one at least then before. we we've been through the crank episode before then, which obviously had uh, oh, yeah. my forehead. But he did a real hard one three or four episodes in uh, but yeah that was a little fun thing just to round out 
the first time of the Pointy Awards. We're going to take a quick break, but you're listening to a podcast, therefore it'll sound like I'll come back in like a second. So we'll speak to you in about two seconds. Welcome back to the. Thank you very much, our live studio audience here. Welcome back to the Pointy Awards Season 1 style. I've not written a pithy intro to bring you back into the podcast again because I didn't think I was going to have to do it. So, on to the next award. The next award of the Pointy Awards Season 1 is Best Inanimate Object of the Season. Oh, um, what an award. <laughs> has you don't get this shit in the Oscars. Well, exactly. Another uh, 10 point podcast special. Uh, so this has to be something that's obviously not a person, not a living thing. Can't be the tank from Tank Girl because it did become animate in the end. It, it was not inanimate. So yes, uh, things from movies that we... I don't know, uh, what's the word? Took a note of. Maybe the way put it. I don't know. Anyway, best inanimate object. Napoleon Dynamite brings us tater tots. <laughs> Gone in 60 seconds brings us Eleanor, which was the uh, the final car in the movie. Well, that, the I think that, that could have been semi-sentient. Uh, <laughs> there was suggestions that it may have had special powers or whatever, yes, but I still think it was inanimate. <laughs> Starship Troopers has the Electro Fiddle, <laughs> which I nominated. <laughs> Me, myself and Irene, the dildo that came up with the <laughs> <laughs> uh, broke up. He's gone. <laughs> Uh, Cabin in the Woods. (laughs) Cabin in the Woods has the bong coffee cup. Fifth Element has multipath. Crank has epinephrine. Running Man has the net gun. (laughs) The boy in the striped pajamas tire swing. Hotel Artemis the high tech ball phone. (laughs) Rock and roller. Rock and Roller, The Painting, and Chef has The Brisket. Oh, yeah. are oh, bastard. <laughs> I, I literally just had a bit of brisket in between the, the, the break there. Or did you go, go and tear a bit off? I had it sorted out until you mentioned the last two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of, yeah, quite a mixture of nominees there. I have no idea whose turn it is to go first. I feel like it may be mine because of that. Uh, uh, no, actually, I think it's Andy again. Yeah, we'll start with Andy. After yeah, it's Andy again. ABC. Yeah, because we had we had twelve awards in the first half, so it is you to go first. Andy. Right. We should change it to the ABC podcast since it's Andy versus Chris. Just soon. It was <laughs> one of the working out. titles. Uh, <laughs> we, we did have it in our plans at one point. Oh, uh, right. But that also felt like twenty-six different alphabet categories was going to be quite difficult if we did the ABC podcast. As in, the A for this movie is this, and the B for this movie is that all the way. The Z for this movie is I was asleep. To be fair, we point. struggle with the 10 points, to be fair, right now. Yeah, <laughs> the 26 points would be difficult, yeah. Season 2 is now the 9-point podco- podcast. Oh, no, one of them points is your secret special one that will be coming on season well, Yeah, Chris, special points. We, we had a suggestion that of what Chris could do that I'll mention in our actual production meeting, so we might lead off with that. We did mention one of the late episodes. Oh, yeah, well, at least you've been working on it, brilliant. I have been thinking, yes. Right, yeah. anyway, get back to Andy, the board. Andy, what your time, Andy? What have you got for us? Right, I've got it. Right. Bronze. Just because I really want one, because they get me places, multi-pass from the fifth elements. I was sure you are going dildo there, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you fucking killed me. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Right. Silver, just for the good use of this object in the film, dildo. and it's just throughout <laughs> me, myself, and I read the dildo. Hey. <laughs> it's just so useful to have around. You never know when you need one. If you and, 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 I'll take I your word for that. Well, it can knock a guy out. Seen it? <laughs> <laughs> but there, there is no contest in this one. Gold. That brisket chef. Fucking hell. What a was the, that was. The star of the film. I think it won best, best a high point or something. I think the brisket did. Uh, yeah, it was. It was the star of the show. Uh, I'm going for bronze medal. I'm giving bronze medal to epinephrine. I feel like it was uh, strongly pushed as like a co-star in the film, uh, so epinephrine, and it made me want some epinephrine. It was it, it sent the message to me that it was something I wanted. Silver, I've gone multi-pass again because I don't know. It just it, something I took away from the film was multi-pass. Uh, it just I don't know as a you know an inanimate object, it, it it seemed quite important. It was one of the better MacGuffins uh, of the films that we've done. <laughs> Number one, I've gone for the dildo made with Silver Irene because <laughs> it, it got funnier with every use every time they produced it. The dildo. Oh, that's my gold. Uh, Chris, have you come up with your one, two, three? Uh, yes, my three. Gold, silver, bronze. I'm going three, two, one. Fuck yep. you, buddy. Is, I'm going for the brisket. Because it three. just looked orgasmic. And <laughs> I, I could just smell it. Um, my two <laughs> is... Oh, I'm going for the painting because it annoyed me. Because I didn't know what it looked like. I wanted to know. Yeah, you were especially annoyed like. by it. Yeah. Uh, my number one is the epinephrine because I know what epinephrine is because of crank. That's, that's, I can't even work this one out. Yeah, this, like, I, I can do a drum roll. I, yeah, a drum roll here. So, with a, well, I'll, I'll go from four to one because we've, we've nominated them four that are in the running here. With a, a silver and a bronze, multi pass is fourth. And tied second. With a gold and a bronze, we have the brisket and we have epinephrine. But the winner for the drum roll for the winner the dildo for me, myself and Irene <laughs> with a gold and a silver. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> the best inanimate object. Uh, not here to accept the award, uh, the dildo, unfortunately. <laughs> it's been used. So. <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, right. <laughs> you can't boo a dildo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> On to the next award. The god, next can you award... imagine what season two pointers are going to be like? <laughs> I, know, I, can't, I can't imagine what it's Wait till the production value goes right up and I'm sponsored by people. Just doing it in a pub. Just the two of us sitting in a pub getting smashed. Doing it. Well, I might actually be able to meet up and do this live next time. Yeah, okay. hopefully, yeah. There won't be a world pandemic on. Just dribbled the beard in my face. Away, <laughs> that's two of us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, next award: worst musical performance. Uh, we had best song or best music earlier. This is an actual performance of a song. The Offspring were too good to be nominated in this category, so they made it into best song. Nominees for best musical performance: we have the Liquid Silver Brothel musical number from Tank Girl. <laughs> in the ballot there so I'll put that on for everyone's sake next nominee we have the Diva performance from Fifth Element oh, that's a banger I like that one too next we have the Running Man pre-game leotard dances <laughs> and the final nominee uh, I did struggle to find I wanted to find a fourth nominee 
Um, so I've put in the Flint Tropics halftime show is the last nominee for best musical performance because I didn't want to just have three nominees for it. So there are the four nominees for worst musical performance because there was a series of episodes in a row where we just moaned about large musical sequences. We went in, t- in tandem with Andy moaning about opening credits and all that, but long <laughs> songs, really sure. milking out songs on yeah, three minutes too long. Excuse me. Um, this was where both the Fifth Element and Tank Girl came. Uh, I bought you a bit of time, Chris, so I think it's you go first. Oh, it's me. Uh, you don't need time. But it's not. It's, uh, it's, it's not you go first. It's me go first. So I bought myself time. time. Yeah, I did. Um, so my gold, or other way around, my bronze is the the pregame leotard dances from The Running Man. Now, I quite enjoyed them, so they're just bronze because I have to pick a third. Second is the diva song from Fifth Element. Uh, because I, it was totally unnecessary and really milked it, and I wasn't really sure what her point in the film was. But number one is definitely that brothel in Tank Girl. That has to be my gold one. Uh, it was <laughs> desperately long. <laughs> and the whole t- brothel thing like, was my low point. It was awkward and all that stuff. Oh, uh, yep. That's <laughs> Chris, what have you got? Uh, my joint third, like the whole... The Running Man oh, and Semi... Yeah, like the Running Man and Semi... They're the same thing, basically. Just yeah. half-time time things, just... Number two is the diva, and number one is fucking Tank Girl. What was the point? Let's just do a fucking sing along. No, don't. Just fucking end the movie. Next, Andy. Andy, uh, are you unanimous? Bronze is Flint Tropic halftime show. Oh, right, because you talk quite highly of it, (laughs) which is funny. (laughs) But it's not as bad as the. Leotard dancers and Roaring Man. Oh, oh, silver for that one. And gold is the Tank Girl scene. Oh, gold is Tank Girl. Because I'm just not putting the diva because the diva scene in the fifth element is amazing. Ah, I, I enjoyed it. I, just, I don't know. Nah, I don't know why I put a second. I, I needed to put a, a number two somewhere. <laughs> yeah, a tough category because there weren't. I expected there to be more nominees, and I feel like that Tank Girl scene can't go unrewarded, if that's the right word, because it was just so bad. <sighs> yep. Um, so yeah, our second unanimous winner of the night, Tank Girl for the Liquid Silver Brothel musical number wins worst musical performance. The fact you've given so much detail as is Liquid Silver Brothel musical is impressive. I would have given it that <laughs> shitty Tank Girl dance scene. <laughs> that, that's that why you're not a researcher, Chris. Yeah, that's why I went through <laughs> two weeks worth of my life listening to us. Uh, I, I think we should need to give you like some applause here because that's a lot of credit to your craft. Thank you very much. Well, yes. if, uh, if you want to give a plug, you can donate at the tenpointpodcast.com. Because yeah. <laughs> bats ain't free. Just hit the donate exactly. button. Then. Use the code word Bruce. Use bats. Okay, that was on to another one of our special Ten Point Podcast Awards, which I don't think is replicated any other, anywhere else. We have the Best Death Award. Uh, throughout the season, I was tracking the, the deaths. Yeah. The number of deaths that there were, uh, lots of numbers here and there. Um, but I went tried to find it, which the actual best ones, ones that we particularly counted as being really good uh, or really sick or really special effect or whatever it was. And anyway, the uh, the deaths that we have are from Blade. The the first original vampire boss dies Ark of the Covenant style out in the sunlight. Uh, it was me who picked up on that one. I really liked that. Uh, from Doom, the aforementioned Portman dies on the lavi. Uh, gets uh, on the shitter, as it were. Napoleon Dynamite, the the cow being shot behind the bus, a uh, busload of kids, <laughs> <laughs> and the only death in that movie. Uh, Cabin in the Woods, death through being speared by a unicorn. Uh, 
uh, one of the, the bad guys in that one. Crank, being shot by your own dismembered hand. That was the brother of the main villain in that. Idle hands. Dexter from The Offspring is scalped uh, by the hand. Rock and Roller, death by crayfish. Uh, and crayfish. <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow had squashed by helicopter. Uh, that, that was our main <laughs> man. Balls out Teddy on the chest. Uh, getting squashed <laughs> by the helicopter repeatedly in that film. Uh, best deaths. Um, I think it'll be Chris to go first, but not as many best deaths picked up on on the podcast as I thought. Like there was the number of deaths, but we didn't often rave about a great death that there were through many of the episodes. That's such a tough one. Do you know hmm. what you've missed? Oh no, never mind. I never died. Carry on. I was, I was thinking that. Carry on, yeah. I was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler uh, alert! It doesn't die. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Yeah. <laughs> Lucky buddy. <laughs> Riddle me this, Chris. What are you going to pick? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? Okay, my bronze is going to be the like the Ark of the Covenant style that you've described it as in Blade, yep. with all the bad guys just getting melted by the sun. Mm-hmm. My silver is going to be the crank getting... Uh, no, no, sorry, that's a lie. I'm reading the wrong thing. Is the offspring's Dexter getting scalped? Right. Because I thought it was quite cool scalping, and gold just because the sheer fucking randomness of the death by crayfish in rock and roller. Oh, right. Okay. Death by crayfish, rock and roller getting a, yeah. a gold medal. I don't know if that's the first one for them. Uh, Andy, you're next, I think. I'm going to go for. Bronze speared by unicorn because who the fuck wouldn't want to die by a unicorn spear? <laughs> I'm gonna go for silver is Dexter from the offspring getting scalped because it just looked awesome as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. And gold is going to be getting shot with your own hand. Oof! Aye. Can you imagine? <laughs> right. Uh, I've gone like Chris. I've gone bronze with the Ark of the Covenant style death for the first vampire boss. I think it was the, the high point for me for the first half of the movie. Silver. I have gone for silver. I've gone for the cow from the Bully Dynamite because that was hilarious. Oh, I forgot about that one. Damn it. <laughs> Absolute brilliant behind the bus and it's the reaction of all the kids on the bus just absolutely <laughs> made it. Gold, I'm going speared by unicorn. Something I'd forgotten it happened in that film, but when you think about it, there's very few films that you're going to have someone dying at the horn <laughs> of a unicorn. Uh, what that does mean, though, is we have another tie. Uh, uh. We have speared by unicorn has a gold and a bronze, which, by our rating, ties with Dexter Silver. being scalped with two silvers. Is oh. So um, we need Andy to get the 10-point podcast award machine up and running again yeah. to decide whether... Speared by unicorn plays a scalping. Who is the winner? Unicorn. One. That is speared by unicorn. Is the champion. So Cabin in the Woods takes away a pointy award for best death, uh, and the, the unicorn <laughs> is the one that <laughs> claims it. <laughs> Drive far down the cast list. The unicorn was. There we go. Best death sorted. On to another best. This is one of my favourite awards, and I think Andy is going to love it as well, and I definitely know Chris is going to love it. The next award on the pointies, the best twist of season one. Oh, God. Ooh, love a twist. twist. Yes. Uh, again, I've limited it to. I've tried to limit it to one an episode. Uh, not quite possible with one of them that I've cobbled together, but nominees. 
From Blade, Blade's mother is still alive. Twist number one. From Doom, The Rock is a baddie. Is the twist in Doom. Twisty twist. Semi going on over here. I'm going for the remember the uh, Pikachu detective thing. He goes, oh, twisty twist. <laughs> Next nominee. <laughs> <laughs> so happy you drink wine, beer, and gin. <laughs> oh God! Right, next. So Blade, that Doom, that Prestige. He has a twin, and they are clones from the Prestige, i.e., the end of the Prestige, which is where the twist. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert! The Prestige. Me, myself, and Irene. The cow isn't dead. <laughs> Cabin in the woods. The end of the world at the end of the movie. Quite a twist. Uh, boy in the striped pajamas. The eight-year-old main character is mistakenly gassed to death in the film. It's quite a quite a spoiler, quite a twist at the end. Uh, Another spoiler. Rock and roller. Lenny is Sydney Shaw. And Edge of Tomorrow. The Omega is not at the dam. They are the nominees for best twist. I may have missed some, Chris. I feel like you were the guy who might have a finger on the pulse if there's any twists that were covered in the season that I've missed out. But they uh, seem like... I'm not going to lie. I'm too fucking drunk to remember, remember any twists. So this <laughs> selection will be fine. Yeah. Well, I was sober. I think it's a Spoiler alert. I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Andy to go first, but I pretty much have lost track. No, it is. Yeah, it's Ooh, that's quick. I'm going for bronze. The Rock is a Barry in Doom. Oh. You've seen that coming. I did not see that one. That is a twist. Yeah. I'm going for silver, cab in the woods, end of the world, because who's seen that coming? Yeah. And I'm going for the cow isn't dead, and me, myself, and Irene. You kind of <laughs> see it coming, but not three times. <laughs> no, yeah. Six bullets in his brain, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's your answer. Right. I'll go Shazam. next. Shazam. Shazam. My 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 uh, bronze. Uh, trademark, also... by the way. <laughs> Pay Chris five pounds every time you see it. Um, the end of the world at the end of the cabin in the woods for me because I enjoyed that film. Didn't know ever, I didn't ever know what was happening in the film, but that that was a good ending to it. That I didn't know they were going to destroy the whole planet. Silver, I'm going for uh, the end of the boy in striped pajamas. The eight-year-old getting gassed. Uh, that I did not see that coming. That is a belter of an ending, and as I said at the time, it was my favourite part of the, well, favourite part of the movie. My, the, the, <laughs> the savage. Best part of the movie, rather than the uh, favourite part. Uh, but gold, I'm giving it the prestige, because it's like the be-all, end-all twist endings for me. So prestige gets the gold from me. Uh, Chris, are you ready? This is your category. The, the Chris, Chris Memorial Award for Best Twist. Twisty twist. The, I'm going for bronze is the the prestige because when I first watched it the first time I was still wasn't sure if it was maybe I wasn't paying attention I wasn't sure if it was his twin or if he had at least gone through the whole tunnel thing that yeah I can't remember Pangea did more than once I wasn't sure if it was an actual twin or not Tesla device mm. Tesla device and Angier yeah yeah my did I say Pangea that's the UK this, uh, the this Europe how many it? times he's watched it <laughs> yeah Oh yeah, Pangea. Yeah. And G is the whole <laughs> world when it was all joined together, Chris. Yeah. And <laughs> you yeah. was something like that, but uh, who cares? My silver is I'm going for because I've never seen it before. The Lenny is Sydney Shaw and Rock and Roller. I wasn't like expecting that. That was the whole thing. Again. 
yeah, you had to watch the film again because you didn't know how it was a twist. Watch it twice, yeah. probably his mind. Yeah. And my gold is going to be the the boy in striped pajamas because I can guarantee you, you never saw the, that whole end scene happening. Uh, yeah, true. Uh, Andy, is it you? I think I've picked, haven't I? <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, we all picked. Everyone's picked. Oh, yeah, three Jesus. goals. Did you start? I thought you started. No, well, I can see it. we're get, it's getting to all this now. Uh, we do have a winner. Uh, a close runner-up was the Prestige. I thought the Prestige was a shoe-in here. But the winner of Best Twist in Season 1 is the eight-year-old main character in Boy in Striped Pajamas being gassed to death with a gold in a circle. Woo! That's nothing to celebrate, by the way. It's just... Andy has taken the piss out of this film as much as he oh, could. No, he, actually, he a good film if he actually watched it the way it's supposed to be watched, and not just be like, this is a shit film. Chris picked this shit film. I'm not going to watch this film. That's not I'm exactly not going to enjoy this film. I, it, shit. And I really enjoyed the tire thing. That's it. You didn't vote for it in Best Animal Object, though, did you? Yeah. Exactly. You animal. It had its political issues. It did, very much political. Anyway, let's get away from that <laughs> and move on to literally the biggest uh, award of the evening. This oh. is the award for Best Scene. Oh. Uh, in, this has the most <laughs> the most nominees by far of uh, because during every episode of the podcast we talk about high points, low points, and 19 out of the 20 episodes we mention a scene during the film that we think is the high point of the movie or at least we rave about being good. There's one outlier, which I will leave until I get to it and see if the two lads can come up with a nominee, because they both rated it higher than I did. So, the nominees for best scene throughout the season is The Blade, Blade gives us the Blood Rave. Doom gives us the first person shooter scene, the FPS, for when I send it to you. First person shooter scene for Doom. Napoleon Dynamite's Dance, uh, the famous vote for Pedro Dance. Tank Girl has the animated sequence, which happens later on in the films not the opening credits but as a part of the film that is animated uh, Andy I think particularly liked that one The Prestige gives us the new transported man that is the Angier performance of the of the teleportation across the stage which he uses with his doppelganger not with his clones Goran second gets us gives us the boosting of Eleanor which is the stealing of the car up until the point where it hits the ramp on the bridge <laughs> so the Eleanor boost is Goran seconds. Starship Troopers gives us the Bugs attack. Uh, I believe it's the big one with all the deaths near the end on the alien planet. Me, myself and Irene has the cow. Uh, Cabin in the Woods has the army of nightmares being unleashed on the, the station, whatever you want to call it, the oh, place yeah. that they all, where they go down the lift. The Fifth Element, we did not mention a high point of a scene during Fifth Element. It was all, uh, all good. Well, that's it. So I don't know if you guys want to nominate something now or if we just have the film like, not to be nominated I'm going to say Ruby Rod's um, introduction I'm saying the jump because the jump is what I was because we hadn't picked up on it that's what I was going to add in because every other film had been mentioned so will we? I think the jump is the same well, if you pair going for jump we'll go for jump then yeah we'll go for jump so I'll add that onto the ballot um, so the jump from Fifth Element Crank has the hospital leading into the bare arsed motorcycle escape <laughs> <laughs> He does. Running Man has the introduction of Dynamo uh, with his opera singing and his uh, LED jacket and all that. This is one for you guys again. Idle Hands brings us the cat scene. Uh, both of you guys talk very highly of the cat scene. <laughs> yeah, it's a good scene. 
Point yeah. Strike Pajamas has the promotional video for the concentration camp. The come to beautiful Austria. Um, Semi Pro has Poker Night uh, with the gun. Hotel Artemis uh, has Everest attacking the police with his medical bag. Andy nominated that one. He talked very highly of that scene in the film. Beavis and Butthead has Cornholio loose in the White House. <laughs> <laughs> Rock and Roller has the dance between Mr. One Two and uh, Andy Newton's character, who's Stella, I think it was Stella. So the dance between the two of them. Chef has It's Molten, uh, the rant in the restaurant. And Edge of Tomorrow has, I've put it as the beach, but essentially it's the early beach scenes where they start landing and repeat, 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 landing on the beach. So the, the beach kind of Normandy landing style. So That's a massive a ballot game. list for you. There's so many nominees. So uh, this is a real it. buying time. Buying uh, time. I'm for ready. What you're going to do. Uh, if you are ready, you might as well lead off because I'm going to have to start working out mine here. Ah, but it's not my turn now. Take your time. Yeah, yeah, it is. yeah but is it, I've, I've no idea whose turn it is. Well, if you're ready, you might as well go, really, would be my answer. That's not how the Oscars should work. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think this is how they, I don't think they vote live. This is not the Oscars. It's the pointies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just roll with it. <laughs> right. I'm going for bronze. It's molten in Chef because John Favreau has just stealed that whole scene. That was amazing. He stealed it, did he? Yeah. He stealed it. He stealed it. Totally <laughs> Chris is struggling over there. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm moving that. Silver, just because it was absolutely nuts, I'm going to go for the nightmares in Cabin Woods. Right, yeah. Because there's a lot of good CGI in that scene. Yeah, yeah. We've already talked about the bad CGI. I feel like the it was yeah. particularly good. And like you can pause that scene to see anything. It's like. It covered everything. I, yeah. I really like that. But however, gold. There can be no other winner in this one. It's the Blood Raven Blade. I was already waiting oh! to put gold next to that. I knew you were oh, going well, there. I, I thought something different it. was coming for that. No, I, as soon as I, I, as soon as he voted for uh, Chef early, I knew it was going to be Blood Raven. Uh, I'll go for mine then, since we normally go off the order. Uh, Bronze, the cow, me, myself, and Irene. Absolute favorite bit of the film. <laughs> Chris missed it, but I love it. Uh, it like, I would, I would watch that in isolation uh, over and over again. It makes me laugh so much. Second, I've gone for Es Molten. That's a scene I had never seen before, but I really took a liking to it. And John Favreau is just tremendous in it, and just the the grabbing of random people's food and <laughs> shouting Es Molten, amazing. But Poker Night is just I love it. Like I, I could have spent oh. an hour and a half on the podcast talking about Poker Night. It is my gold medal vote because uh, just uh, for a scene that you know what's coming, it's amazing. And the ten a comedy film to have that much tension over who's getting the bullet is just is very very creative and great. Uh, Chris, we've bought you enough time, you must have some votes. I do. It's different. <laughs> My bronze is the Army of Nightmares, because I've never seen it. It was just a, it was a great scene, all the elevators open and all the different monsters just attacking. I thought it was a great yeah. scene. My silver is the Blood Rave from Blade. Ooh. I mentioned it before, it's a great scene. But my gold, because it made me laugh so much. It's Con Holio from Beats of Butthead. That <laughs> is a brilliant scene. Uh, it's cracking me up now just thinking about it. it is, I think it's a great scene. Yes, it is amazing. I think we did vote at High Point, I think, of the whole Beats of Butthead. Uh, I think we have a winner, but I, might, I can't really? see any reason why they wouldn't win. Yeah, it seemed like it was going to be tight for a while, but we've got the two golds are there on their own, and we've got a silver and bronze and a silver and bronze. So the only one to get a silver and a gold 
Taking away another award, episode number one, Blade is cleaning up the Blood Rave again. It's nominated several awards, the Blood Rave. It was one of the outliers that I felt had to fit into several categories, and it's taken home another award, the Blood Rave and Blade. Oh, Blade? Uh, I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I think we should have included our um, pre-tester episode of what's it called? You Last can't... Action Hero. Oh, no, you spoiled oh, it. Chris, we had, we had you the little gonna... practice episodes. We should have just no, said that. We're gonna pay for that episode. Jesus, the pilot. Oh, it's DLC, is it? The on-air DLC. pilot. Yeah. Ah, uh, oh, yeah. the on-air pilot that we never actually released. Oh, so. Yeah, keep an ear out for that at some point in the future if we ever feel like we have some money, it. we'll send you the clip. Oh, exactly. exactly. What's going to happen is we're going to be really bored one weekend, be like, oh, I can't be bored doing one. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just do it on your pilot for season just one. Just said that out, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, Blade wins again. And I, I, I do remember, I need to remember, I need to count this all up at the end to work out who won what. Anyway, next award. Now, we did Best Supporting Character, or Best Supporting earlier on, and we nominated some. Uh, actors and actresses well no actually it's actors and actors is what we nominated i didn't want to do worse supporting actor or actress because it's a bit harsh but throughout the podcast we get particularly annoyed by supporting characters and the decisions that they make so the next award on the point is is worst supporting character um someone who detracted from the movie rather than adding to the movie someone that's particularly annoyed us and the film would be better off without them so the nominees are from Blade, the hematologist who <laughs> pretty much got dragged around by her arm until the one scene where she was needed she helped Blade out and then was just dragged around by her arm for the rest of the movie. Doom has the kid which was the young Ugh. person of, of the squad who again yeah. was just there to be a pain in the backside. Starship Troopers we have Starship Troopers we have Neil Patrick Harris who was in two scenes then disappeared for an hour and a half of the film, then came back to save the day by reading minds or something. Uh, so he's dominated for worst oh, supporting like. character. Me, myself, <laughs> and Irene, we have Dickie, uh, which was uh, Vinnie Selberger's oh, yeah. ex-boyfriend guy who was the most, I don't know, void of everything except from a mullet that there's ever been in a movie. <laughs> Fifth Element, the controversial Ruby Rod from Fifth Element, Element oh. who, who split the room. Oh, he's gone, he's gone. <laughs> Uh, Idle Hands has the two cops who seem to be there just to kind of get in the way. Semi Pro has Monix and Lynn and their entire storyline that detracted from the basketball part of the movie. Hotel Artemis has Charlie Day's character. I didn't write his character name down, but Charlie Day particularly annoyed me and I made sure he was nominated in this character mm-hmm. in this category. Rock and Rolla, the counselor, and also his entire storyline didn't seem to be needed. And Edge of Tomorrow has J Squad, the random band of misfits that the two main characters got saddled with towards the end of the film. Uh, I've cut out a few. Yeah, it's not easy because they're all equally as annoying and useless as each other. I cut out a few that were particularly not useful and not memorable. Like Gone in 60 Seconds had someone, and another film had someone I just got rid of because they're not going to win. But I think most films we picked this season had somebody useless and annoying that we just didn't like. Uh, I think it's probably my turn to go first. But so I need to start thinking. Who is the most useless? Worst supporting character is the. Um... I've got like six joint fives here, uh, joint threes. So. <laughs> right, I'm gonna go with that one. I'm gonna go this is live, one. people. This is live. Yeah. This is a tough one. Yeah, it is a tough one. I, can't, I don't know about gold bronze. I've got my gold and my silver sorted. Who was the third most? Just shove a bronze in there. 
<laughs> I'm gonna go. Well, he has explained reasons. Yeah, I do. Right, so I've got my bronze. I've gone J squad. Might might be recency biased, but they annoyed me at the end. Uh, so that's my bronze. Silver, Ruby Rod and Fifth Element. I think I was the main proponent of how annoying Ruby Rod was. Uh, not, to say, not to say Chris Tucker was bad. I think you were on board, Andy. I think Chris was the one that did like that. Oh, I liked Ruby Rod. I thought yeah. it was great. Ruby Rod kind of took over the film and was just annoying for most of it. So I'll give Ruby Rod a silver as a character. But Chris Tucker was good at what he was doing. But for me, it's Charlie Day. I had to make sure he was in this category. Charlie Day, his character, Hood Artemis, was just there to just annoy me, just uh, sweary, not needed, pretty much not relevant to the plot of the film. I'm not sure what reason Charlie D had as being in there. Um, fill one of the rooms. Exactly. So just there, just there to fill a hole in the, the storyline. Exactly. So, Chris, what have you got? Yeah, it was a tough one, like mm-hmm. you said. Charlie D for your like is my bronze for your reason exactly. It was just like pretty much unreal, unneeded. Unrelevant. Once he was like, yeah. Irrelevant is the word. Irrelevant, thank you. Struggling big time. Uh, My silver, I'm going for Dickie because again, he was just annoying. He he was just some asshole. He just was irrelevant. We still don't know what the whole storyline was. Did he work in the golf course? Did he not? I don't give. Who cares? But my gold is Monix and Lynn from Semi Pro. It was just. You have to add the third person, Monix, Lynn, and what was that other guy called? Ted? Kyle. I think it was Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. That whole trifecta was just cringeworthy and shit. It was unnecessary. Yes. Uh, so that's my yes. And, Andy, thoughts? Right. I've got the kid from Doom and Bronze. As he was my tight third bronze, like, close one. And you go. It's like. You think the new kid comes in, he, oh, he's going to do something. Now he just wants some drugs and he's a bell end and he dies. So. <laughs> totally, yeah. What's the fucking point? Oh, what did I do? See, for me, the I'm kid a- should be the... Do you playing like games? The the random person that comes into the squad is who you're ah, playing yeah. as. Is you be playing as the kid who's... Yeah. There you go. It's just absolutely I'm going to go for Dickie and me, myself and Irene. For the same reasons as you did, because yeah. what the fuck's the point? <laughs> and this this might blow people's minds here. The the thing that annoyed me the most is Monix and Lennon Semi Pro. Oh, two goals destroyed that film for me. Yeah, it really did slow the pace down, and yeah, like like all of us pretty much agreed that that whole part of the film was useless. So I'm yeah, going go on creepy here, but Mora Tuni is hot. I'll just say that, but then you go. Two golds means that. <laughs> yeah, I, I would concur, Chris. I don't want to leave you an island like that. Um, yeah, two golds means. <laughs> initially, I had it down as Lynn, but then when we got to the point at the end of the podcast, we ranted about how it was all Monix and Lynn storyline. So I put the two of them together, and they are the, the rightful winner. Worst supporting characters, the Monix and Lynn from the film Semi Pro. On to the next award. This one. Is going to blow everyone's socks off. This is my absolute favourite award of the evening. We're getting towards the end of the evening now. No, but this is this is like don't listen to anything else. This is my favourite award. This is the award for best out of context quote from the Ten Point Podcast. This is something something that Andy, myself, or Chris has said that I will take out of context that is not a quote from a film. 
so we have said this in conversation in a direct line from a film. It's going to be impossible to pick a winner, but these just really make me laugh. And I've tried to, I tried to equally pace us all out. However, I barely register in this award because I did not make myself laugh with my out of context quotes. If what I think is going to pop up is going to pop up, then I know what the winner is. <laughs> right. Well, there's a lot. Hey, Bert, open your penis. <laughs> uh, it's right, always best up. Nominees for best out of context <laughs> quote. From the Blade episode, somebody said, I've got a wee one. Uh, and, that, and that was Chris that said that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just got, I've got a wee one. <laughs> and then presented your point. But out of context, the sentence, okay. I've got a wee one, is quite funny. Uh, and that's from the Doom episode, Andy said, shitted up by a monkey <laughs> at one point. <laughs> which made me laugh. From the episode <laughs> on the pole. <laughs> <laughs> One of the characters was shitted up by a monkey. Uh, during Napoleon Dynamite, Andy claimed, I got 40 onion rings. I nearly died. <laughs> during that episode. <laughs> during Tank Girl, during Tank Girl, Andy said, and I quote, I now have a $5,000 penis. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my brain's hurt. On Starship Troopers, Andy once again said, a guy, a, a guy gets his head sucked off. <laughs> oh, right. The next one's a special one. Because on, also on Starship Troopers, the same episode as last one, on Starship Troopers, but also on Tank Girl. So two, both Tank Girl and Starship Troopers have two nominees. On Starship Troopers and a Tank Girl, Andy said on both episodes, <laughs> I, I, I love Free Willy. <laughs> oh, my head's going to burst. <laughs> I didn't find it until I wrote down, whichever one was second, I wrote down, oh, I said I love Free Willy to realise it was already one of the nominees I had on my list. Oh, on the episode me myself and Irene Andy Andy said Andy said talking about Nicola she should keep her poking to herself <laughs> what are you talking about my fucking life for and that's how you responded when he said it yes uh, <laughs> on the fifth element Andy once again said, Andy said yeah but you couldn't see any titties though <laughs> Yeah, right. The next one's a wee bit different. <laughs> on the oh, Crank no. episode, on the episode on Crank, <laughs> Andy said, "You don't get that enough in films anymore." To which I responded, "What racism?" <laughs> because we're talking about racism at the time. Um, on Idle Hands, Chris says oh, he Donald Trumps her uh, on that episode. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of Idle Hands, this is a very, very important thing that I need to point out here. Oh. On the episode of Idle Hands, we get talking in depth about Jessica Alba's character. She writes lyrics for songs, being a musician. Andy swears up and down that the 13 year old character talks about how she, in her one of her songs, wrote the line, I've got the wind in my hair and cum in my shoes. Yeah. And Andy swears this is what the line is and how oh. sick and perverted she is. To which me and Chris disagree and we say, are you sure? And he says, yes. Apparently, I got the script on a website for Idle Hands to check this. 
She writes, I've got the wind in my hair and gum on my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> she does you not have cum. Me, her... <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, I had to watch this. Like one yes. scene, like, parts taking fucking two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Right, back on to however best out of context quotes, because that wasn't out of context quote. <laughs> Semi pro, Chris says, they could have had a little ball slip out. If they'd slipped a wee ball back in there, it would have been hilarious. <laughs> I remember that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> near the beginning of the episode on Hotel Artemis, Chris says, there's one random piss. <laughs> it is really enunciates piss really loudly talking about the Harry Potter movies so there's one random piss really loudly uh, yeah, Beavis and Butthead Chris says a little bit of shaft works for me <laughs> <laughs> and then the least uh, least raunchy of the lot during the episode on Chef Chris says I spent an hour or two watching Thunder and Lightning <laughs> uh, um, so I've taken out the uh, the the cum in my shoes is not a, a viable oh number it's on the list. Sure it was. Yeah. <laughs> this is a fucking beast of a... This is my favourite award. The best <laughs> of... Oh, my head hurts so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I, I'm not joking, like, five more minutes and I would have been supersonic there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, balls here. I think it's almost, <laughs> impossible, almost impossible to pick a winner here. I think this one should be thrown out to the uh, listeners. Yeah. Get a we, should, we should announce the winner next in uh, season two. <laughs> uh, I don't think we can pick our own stuff there. I don't think we can, can we? Eh? I've got my gold as me going, he Donald Trump, sir. <laughs> <laughs> my silver is Andy's, he loves free willy. <laughs> it's my bronze. <laughs> yeah, he's said twice in two different episodes. <laughs> I think my self is going to be him talking about his $5,000 penis. <laughs> totally randomly, yeah. It wasn't randomly. Um, yeah, it was uh, you were, yeah, you just said it because you, obviously you were taking on board uh, the penis category as your own, as it were. Um, that was the start of it, I think. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That was the start of it. I've got a, I've got a bronze one. I might go with that for silver. I think we could probably pick one. Another Chris has voted. We might as well try and. I've them three are mine. I've got mine. I've got mine. Uh, right, I need to give me your mess to fucking recover. Yeah, but you can't see any titties though. So <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go for silver because it just makes me giggle when I read it. A guy gets his head sucked off. It's hard to reverse. Ah. But the one that's most random to me is I can't even remember saying it is he gets shitted up by a monkey in Doom. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember who it was. I remember it now that you see it. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm trying to think what my gold one is. Mm. Oh my good god. I've gone bronze. I've gone. You don't get that enough in films anymore because you go what, what racism? Because <laughs> we're <laughs> flat out is what we were talking about at the time. What was that uh, for? <laughs> That was from Crank. I think it was, we're talking about the gang in the, the club, I think, uh, in the, the, the toilet. Uh, yeah, pro, I Chris wanted to see a ball when, that was when Jackie Boots oh, was taking a free one. throw. He wanted to see a little ball slip out. Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, for, oh, that was going to be my goal, though. I forgot about it. It's like when he's doing the whole, like, as he crouches down, you'd expect a ball to slip out or something. <laughs> 
Oh, I, I, oh. I, think I, I think my gold might have to be the shaft. I think. Uh, <sighs> I think a little bit because it, it was even like before that was a line that Andy said about shafts or something like that. There was two back to back, so. <laughs> A little bit of shaft <sighs> working for me is the gold for me. Which means we have a three-way tie. I'm going to just leave it there, I think. That, um, yeah. Let's just move on before we die. Shitted up by a monkey. <laughs> he all trumps her and a little bit of shaft worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> Equal winners. I think two for Chris and one for Andy, I think, for the best award. Uh, and if you, hey, if you don't know what the 10-point podcast is about, this is exactly what the 10-point podcast yeah. is about. That sums us up right there. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> Moving on to more sensible things again. Uh, it's so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got the next up is the best best actress category. Uh, something that was oh, quite difficult, quite difficult for us to com- for me to compile, I should say, uh, because yeah, we, we don't have very many female led um, stories, so I went for the female lead where I could, but the most prominent female performance in a film, if I could not, that we talk positively of. Uh, the first nominee, because it was the first film we covered that had a female lead, I had to put Laurie Petty in for Tank Girl. Um, she may not have been very likeable in it, but she was certainly something in it, so she gets nominated uh, for Tank Girl. The Prestige, you've got Scarlett Johansson, because uh, I talked very positively about her, so I, essentially I nominated her. Me, myself and Irene, Renny Zellberger uh, gets nominated for that. Fifth Element, we have Mila Jovovich uh, for the role of uh, Lilu. Crank, we have Amy Smart. Uh, Idle Hands, Jessica Alba. Uh, Hotel Artemis, Jodie Foster, Rock and Roller, we have Sandy Newton. I counted her as kind of the female lead because she's in it a lot. And Edge of Tomorrow, Emily Blunt. Um, so, yeah, in the end, we had a, a late season charge into getting some uh, strong performances. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we ended up with a, a batch of nominees. I was really worried for a while that we weren't going to have, <laughs> we didn't, weren't going to talk very positively about any uh, female performances. Uh, I have no idea who's ready to go. I think, it's, I think I'll go first because I, I've pretty much had a look at this before and think it would be difficult and I have decided, mainly because most of the nominees are something, someone I talked about quite uh, strongly. Uh, so I'll give my bronze to Sandy Newton because I feel like she really was really good in Rock and Roller um, and was particularly strong in the role she had and like I said earlier about the Gerard Butler thing. I gave him a bronze for the chemistry they had so I'll give her a bronze as well. Mm. Silver, I'm going Jessica Alba. She stole the film from me. The, as I said, in the review, last half hour of the film, they essentially switched the attention to her and she was kind of the main character because they could probably sense that she was quite good. And a bit of an upset, because I've not gone for Emily Blunt. Gold, I'm going to go to Mila Jovovich for Fifth Element because I thought she was great and really played her character particularly well. So she gets my gold. Uh, Chris, if you're ready, you can go next. I, I am ready, but this is my last episode, Bruce. That was uncalled for. How do you? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, my silver is Laurie Petty from Tank Girl. Oh, because I'm going to say, is that silver or is that bronze? Oh, fuck, fuck's sake! <laughs> oh, fuck. He's, he's bad. Oh, my gin. Fuck me, man. My, <laughs> my bronze is Laurie Petty from Tank Girl because as much as I hated that film, she was actually all right as, you know, what she was. Yeah, a lot of energy. Yeah. My silver ooh, is going to be Mila Jovovich from Fifth Element because... I'd never heard of her until this film, and I thought she was really good. We did. But, yeah. What? I did what? Hi. What are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, wait. Gold out of sheer because I love her so much is Emily Blunt. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so she gets some credit that she deserves. I, I did miss her out, but I feel like she wasn't. 
wasn't particularly. She deserves. I think she got the credit mm-hmm. with Chris Fantaser. Well, no, yeah, she's a she's a good actress. She's a very good actress. I don't think she's particularly good in Edge of Tomorrow. She's she's the best thing in Edge of Tomorrow, but it doesn't mean yes. she's particularly good in it. If that makes sense, <laughs> it's like it's hard to. Explain. I'm thinking more like out of Edge of Tomorrow. I think she's a really good actress. And no, you've got to nominate her for the film that she's in. Well, yeah, she was good in the film as well. She was right. good in it, yeah, but not particularly yeah. good. I think the other ones were better. Anyway, Andy, stop complaining. Give us your votes. Right, Ron. Oh, just not a pair of <laughs> boobs. Jessica Alba and Idle Hands. See, you, you've not made her because of her boobs. No, I said just not a pair of boobs. Because uh, that's what I she's kind of thinking. I missed the not. I thought just for her boobs. Okay. No. It's <laughs> like her end bit when it's like normally you get the kind of damsel in distress thing. She's actually not. <laughs> yes, because she's off. strapped to her thingy with her boobs out. <laughs> All right, they, they turn it again, but still, there's that point where it's not. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go for Silver is Laura Petty and Tank Girl because she just takes that yeah. role and that's her now. And number one is Mila Jovovich from Fifth Element. Yeah. yeah, I think she wins in near enough a landslide. She doesn't get three goals, but two goals and a silver because uh, of Chris's fandom for Emily Blunt. So yeah, Mila I Jovovich. Bad. I, I do like <laughs> Emily Blunt, but I, f- I was going to nominate Jodie Foster in one of them roles. She's a joint third because I, I thought was, she was, was really good in that. It was just a, she wasn't just there for me. I feel like Jessica Alba actually had that role. Yeah, she stands out more in the film that she was in, which is where we're different. Like, yeah. yeah. Someone like as I say, I, I talked really highly of Scarlett Johansson and the Prestige, but yeah, she doesn't make the top three for me. I was biased towards Emily Blunt. If you move them up, if you take her out of it because of my sheer biasness, and move them up one and put Jodie Foster third. All right. Good. We'll take uh, her out because this is I'm how confused. the Oscars is. Apparently, you can be bought. Yeah, yeah I think I think Jovovich still wins, so I'm gonna leave it as yeah. is. <laughs> uh, so for best actress, we're going to worst actress. Uh, something I included purely because I had best actor and worst actor, but we really did not slag off too many of the lead actresses in films. So it's the tiniest little um, category that we have. Only three nominees. I sent yeah. it through straight straight away to you. We've got Do- uh, Doom gives us Rosamund Pike and her dodgy American accent that I really banged on about. Gone Six Seconds gives Angelina Jolie in a particularly kind of vacant, uh, lacking charisma performance. And Running Man has Maria Conchita Alonso, who was the the, the, the female lead in that film, who uh, was one was my other nominee for the low point of the movie, but her and Arnold. Um, so I have no idea who's ready, who's turn. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. It's, it's an easy one to go. We'll go ABC then. Andy, you said you were ready first. Right. I'm going to go for Angelina Jolie in Gone in Sixty Seconds as Bronze. Mm-hmm. The Running Man Woman in Silver. <laughs> Running Man Woman. Because woman. It, it was close between both of these because the reason why Rosamund Pike has got gold is because she's like the only female in like an all male cast and she still doesn't stand out. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of the same in Running Man, but there's at least a couple of dancers in there. But yeah, <laughs> Pike should have stood out and she just did not. Oh. Uh, I'll go next and I've got Angelina Jolie third as well purely because yeah she's not particularly bad she isn't particularly anything in that film mm-hmm. Silver I've got Rosamund Pike I did bang on about how bad her accent was how everybody in that film wasn't American and played American and she seemed to stand out as particularly awkward but Maria Conchita Alonso is pretty terrible in The Running Man and quite clearly was hired on appearances only and acting talent was second so she's my gold medal winner Chris I think you'll have to break a tie here so where do your votes um, go? Okay my bronze is Maria Conchita Alonso because mm-hmm. to be fair she was the best female in that film yeah the worst actress <laughs> 
my silver is Angelina Jolie because again she was all right and not too bad. But I've gone for Rosamund Pike for my gold because her character was unneeded and unnecessary in the whole Doom storyline. That I thought I'd just go for her gold, not in her performance. Her performance is all right. It's just her character was unnecessary. I see. Uh, that wins her the the prize then. So worst actress, Rosamund Pike takes home worst actress. Sorry, uh, Rosamund Pike. Not wholly undeserved, but yeah, it was a small category. I just had to put it in for, for balance, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, we're getting towards the end now. We've not got many left, so uh, as a, a quick... Uh, uh, I know, yeah, uh, we have to, the, the night will have to come to the end soon. But I've got a quick uh, bit to point in. Not an award, necessarily, but something I'm going to run through again. here. Uh, yeah, it, it might make Chris cry, but it's not making fun of his catchphrases. It's not picking out the funny things he said. Oh, my goodness. If you've made it two and a half hours into the Pointy Awards, you're clearly a fan of the, the Ten Point Podcast. So you may have noticed during season one, out of the blue, uh, Christopher and Andrew, the, the co-hosts on the show, started talking oh, about... Oh, I'm getting a Sunday name. Yeah, Sunday name, yeah. <laughs> they started talking about a character by the name of Sean. Uh, he came up on the podcast. <laughs> hey, Sean. Uh, out of context. Oh, I really hope he actually listens to this. With, uh, oh, yes. With, He's going to listen to it in the shop. With no Bye. background whatsoever, uh, on the Tank Girl episode, uh, Chris said, "Oh, I hadn't heard of this. I had heard of this movie. No, I hadn't heard of this movie, and I had to borrow the DVD off my neighbour, so they'd heard of it. And Sean had heard of Tank Girl, and then we just carried on talking about Tank Girl, and that was it. Just in passing, we'd mentioned Sean, and then Andy and I the following day had giggled at the fact that we had just talked about Sean out of the blue and not presented any context into who Sean was." And Andy then took on like a, a one-man mission to try and mention him as regularly as possible on the podcast without giving any context at all. So these are all the appearances that Sean made on the podcast as it went on. So he had heard of Tank Girl, as mentioned by Chris. On The Prestige, Andy believes he went to see The Prestige at the cinema with Sean. Uh, on the Starship Troopers episode, Andy claimed that Sean has definitely paused the shower scene at one time or another uh, to have a look <laughs> oh, at the that's, that's a fucking stretch. You've probably paused it in that scene as well. You can name <laughs> any man who's paused it in the shower scene. Um, on the Me, Myself and Irene episode, uh, I believe Andy, but I think the two of you were on to a long storyline about how much hand lotion Sean has next to his bed. <laughs> he does. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm about that. Uh, on the Crank episode, Andy believes he went to see Crank at the cinema with Sean and thought Chris might have been there too because it was around the time where Chris would regularly go to the cinema and all his movies were picked around that time, so it must have been his movie-watching time. Uh, on the Beavis and Butthead episode, you guys believe that Cornholio is Sean uh, and they're very similar <laughs> individuals. Uh, on the Rock and Roll episode, Andy says that Chris should take what he's learned from Rock and Roll and go and try and slap Sean in the style that the slap was being taught at the beginning of Rock and Roller. Uh, on the episode of Sh- uh, the Chef episode, uh, Andy claimed that Sean would have done way better than me and Chris at remembering the Gladiator quote, and um, we've done it better. He likes that film. And on the end of the Tomorrow episode, uh, we all agreed that Sean is our Tom Cruise because he loves going to the dam uh, like Tom Cruise does. Uh, and that is the tale of Sh- tale of Sean on the podcast. Um, I did get quite a lot of Sean's in there. We got quite a lot in in the end, yeah. There's a dip in the middle of the season. We did it quite early and then we forgot about it until late. But uh, yeah, Sean is a friend of ours. Uh, and I don't know, he may at one point or another become the random fourth guest on the podcast if we can give in some. Um, but yeah. Tidbit, Sean's asked before me. I'm the fucking sloppy third. Ah, <laughs> oh, he's just spoiled the whole illusion now. <laughs> That's what you uh, get with booze. You get a truth, Chris. 
Oh, Chris. comes out. Have you had a good time again. on the Ten Point Podcast, though, Sean? Sean? Oh, sorry, Chris. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Fuck you. Off comes the microphone. <laughs> Storming out. That's the best ad-lib I've ever done in my life. Once in a while. Uh, right, I thought so I was going to fuck you right. up and actually see Chris first. <laughs> oh, uh, that and that's story. the tale of Sean. I thought I'd mention that. So I think it was nine episodes out of 20 he was mentioned on. And we didn't mention him until the third episode, I think. So, Spoiler um, alert. Sean's also my boss. Um, okay yeah so there's sean uh on to our final two awards of the night uh i I believe these have all been worked out by this point and also do not worry all the drunken voting is over with because the voting has already been done on the following categories the second last award of the evening is worst film of season one of the 10 point podcast oh no lies is not the worst movie i know what's happening <laughs> this is quite clearly done on the voting done earlier in the season as we watched yeah, we the films. We don't even get to vote now, Chris. This is just yeah, there's, there's no more discussion. I, I was thinking about possibly I, I floated the idea that we maybe talk about maybe voting on these again, but Andy shouted me down and said, "No, I've already voted," and that kind of makes sense. So we'll stick to the numbers yeah. that we have. So worst film of the year, like I say, the top. Are we going bronze, silver, gold. I could do bronze, silver, gold if you I want. Feel like I'll a send you. Right, if you, if you like. Uh, it's tough for bronze, that's the difficult one, because we do have a three-way tie for bronze. Um, we'll keep, we can do the track. randomizer for that. Oh, if you want to. Uh, How is Davidson yeah, yeah. Boyhead the worst film? No, no, I've got it. Carry on. Right, if you give me the random... So if you do a, a randomizer of the three again, and I'll try and come up with the, the bronze right. uh, worst film. So we need to put them in numbers. Well, I've got oh, them in front of me. All right, one, two, three, four, five of them. All right. Yeah. No, no, but I, no, just do three because I've got three that are tied. So if you give, if you randomise right. one, two, one, two, three, and I'll tell you which one it is. Right, we're randomising three. So three is semi-pro. That is the bronze medal worst movie of the year, uh, which I think is harsh. Oh. Uh, but semi-pro, <laughs> uh, a movie that uh, Andy gave a two to. Andy gave a 2-2, two, two, Chris gave a 4-2, and I gave a 6-2. So average the 4 is what we gave it. We gave it a rating of 4. It is the bronze medal worst movie of the year. Uh, a bit harsh on semi-pro. The silver medal worst movie, of, or sorry, worst film of the season is The Running Man. Uh, again, not harsh. Chris gave his lowest rating of the season, or the equal lowest rating of the season to that. He gave it a 3. And he also gave it a 3, and I gave it a 5, giving it, uh, a, a, again, a 4 is what we gave it overall. So much potential. So much yeah, potential it, in that film. But I remember it. It remembers that like, it's so much better than it actually is. Aye. Yeah, yeah. It, it I think about it, sorry, but I think about it, it's a lot better than it actually just, is. Here we go. If you've not rewatched in a while, don't, because you'll still love the film then. <laughs> No, yeah, the watch it so you can actually watch our podcast and you can realize, <laughs> okay, I agree. Yeah, the positives stay better than the negatives do, if you know what I'm saying. Like, you yeah. remember them no longer. Uh, and worst film of the year, it <sighs> is the case since episode two of the podcast. No. Um, a, film, a film that I gave a two, my lowest rate, my equal lowest rating of the season, Andy gave it a three, Chris gave it a five. Doom is the worst film of the year. A film? Uh, <sighs> it is the only film we have given a three to. It gets three out of ten. Spoiler alert! The first time I ever seen this was at Andy's house, so he made me watch it, and I actually enjoyed it. So fuck you, Andy. Please, <clears throat> <laughs> he gave it a lower score. I really like Carl Urban in it. Yeah, I'd give it a two. It was pretty bad. Uh, the only <laughs> movie that was as bad as it was the Starship Troopers, and I had to take a break because so- I was watching that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Andy, I keep blaming you because you keep going about the fucking sewers. 
the sewers were bad, but I love Carl Urban in that film, and he gave the Rock his career. But Jesus hell, Bruce gave I'm it not, too. Bear that. I'm not sure it gave the Rock his career. Look, that's a stretch. But uh, uh, yeah, Doom was pretty bad, and yeah, I think it's been on like the Running Man did pretty badly, and it still didn't go as low as Doom. So it tells you how badly we reviewed Doom in the beginning. Yeah, worst film of the year, Doom. I think. Do you know what I'm surprised at is that the Boy in Striped Pajamas is not in the bottom five. I thought yeah, that was Boy in Striped Pajamas. We actually rated it a five. It would be on the league table. It would be sixteenth. No, I tell a lie. It would be fourteenth on the league table. Um, so it's not even relegation trouble. It was all right. I think you it's because you rated all these it. Scores at the like, tenpointpodcast.com. Yeah, they probably <laughs> upload the league table at the end of the season. Yeah, you give it an eight, Chris. That really sways yeah. it. Andy did give it a one. But yeah, no, the reason I, I like I wanted to go something different because our our films have gone action, 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 comedy, action, comedy. Comedy, comedy, action. The Boy in Striped Pajamas, which is like a drama thing. Comedy, comedy, action. Thriller or horror. The Prestige was a fucking drama. Yeah, you still read that shit. You yeah, do, you that's because movie. it's not a fucking twist. Andy's highest rated movie of the year is Chef, though. So uh, we'll go on to the high, the, the, the best okay. movie now, because that is the next award. So Doom takes away <laughs> your worst film. Best film of the year. Um, I'll need a random, randomizer again, Andy. You need to randomize me two uh, this time. Mm. I mean, use the pointy award generator to tell us what, what was the third place <laughs> movie of the year. Right, so well, between one, one and two, two yeah. Between one and two, please. Two. Two. So the fifth element is the bronze medal winning movie of the year. Uh, we give it a seven. Uh, fifth element is third. Second place is Chef, which was, I say, Andy's highest rated movie of the season. Uh, he gave that was a higher. shock. Um, yeah, out of nowhere. Like you give it a seven, I give it a six, and I give it an eight. So that averages a, a, a solid seven is what it gets as a rating. Uh, the most out of nowhere movie I would mm-hmm. say of the year. So the silver medal, but again, since very early on, Chris's other pick of the Prestige takes home best film of the year with two nine out of tens, uh, giving it an average of seven. Uh, Andy gave it a four uh, <laughs> on the best movie of the year. So it's a movie I had. Um, Christian no. Bale, Hugh Jackman, and Scarlett Johansson. Who's Andy's four points right there? No, it was just literally <laughs> it lost six points because once you've seen it once, it's not really rewatchable. Yeah. I can't watch it every week like you and still get surprised. I don't watch it every week. I watch it every few every few months. I think you said every couple of years on that one. If I remember, I've been kind of track that as well because. Andy often ramps up the exaggerations when it comes to how often Chris says he regularly watches things. I think it was procedures every couple of years, I think. Me, myself, yeah, and Irene was every couple of months. No, yeah. maybe not months. Maybe that was an exaggeration. I do watch all my DVDs at least once a year. <laughs> um, yeah, so Prestige is on film of the year. I think that's been on the cards since the get-go. So, uh, But I'd uh, say so the Champions League, Blade sneaks into the Champions League spots as well. It was the one that lost out on the vote. So Blade was up there. That was the... That was the positive one that started the season. So yeah, but, but good spread. Blade was in the beginning, Prestige in the beginning, Fifth Elements in the middle, Chefs near the end. So there's no, it wasn't like it was up and down. And I say all my picks, like out of all these semi-pro running man, they were my two picks that were mentioned <laughs> in the highs and lows. There, all the rest of mine are absolutely mid-table. So. Uh, in season ten, they will do our best of the best of the best. <laughs> rewatch everything again. Are we rewatching? See if the scores still stand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll do a. While we're talking about all these, I've got league table in front of me. The other extra scores, uh, with a runaway by about a couple of million, Starship Troopers won with most deaths. It was the the highest death toll and also the most explosions by seven ahead of Edge of Tomorrow, which made a late charge to win the most explosions. And the most swears was Crank by only 50 
swears, which it's quite close. Hotel Artemis had a lot of swearing in it. Really? But the high, yeah, yeah. The highest movie, sorry, the best movie of the year, Prestige, had no explosions and no swears and only 10 deaths in it. And Chef had no explosions, five deaths, most of which were on a computer game, if I remember really, but quite a few swears. So the trend of high swears, deaths, explosions leading us towards giving a high rating didn't ring especially true. The higher the deaths, the further down was the, it was down the table, I think. Seemed to be the trend. I've still seen every action film since I was going to say, riddle me this. <laughs> Andy's rating system, did it work? The more explosions, the higher it rated? So, let's see how we go. And so, I don't think it did in the end, because Chef's really a bad yeah, one. Yeah, Chef rated... ruined it. That's like a, a break to the whole system. Yeah, it was kind of sweary, <laughs> which means it kind of works. Yeah, I think swear words might be the closest trend to it working. So, if you go... A film that has no swears, Andy gave a four, a two, and a one. And other single digits, he gave a seven, a two, a seven, and a three. So, yeah, I think swearing. And then high swearing, he gave an eight, a six, a six, and a two. So a semi-pro kind of throws that one as well. So, yeah, the the trend didn't really hold up, to be honest. Andy does have a more... more eclectic view on films than we thought. Early season, it, it was very much following that trend. Uh, but late season, <laughs> not. Uh, I think that brings the curtain down on season one. Uh, that's the the point is over for season one. But I think now is probably the right time to tease season two. Oh, um, I could press the drum roll button one more time. <laughs> you can. Uh, I'd better do a, a, a bit of a, a run into it. So we've got how many weeks till we're live? Is it the first Sunday of August? I think is right. when we're going to be the podcast. We're oh, doing go Sundays live. now. No, well, that's when, that's when that's the episodes when. get released. Don't, don't that's, make uh, the illusion. This is yeah. live. Oh, Post production that comes between recording and the Sunday. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the illusion completely in this. I'm back to be, I've three gone hours of the Oscars here. I've gone to wine, to uh, so I've gone to beer, to wine, to gin, to beer. Uh, alleged. Fuck off. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's only gone an hour longer than I thought it would, um, but it's been quite a long <laughs> pointy awards. But I knew uh, when it's I, a lot of highlight reels. Well, exactly. When I saw we had 23 awards, I knew it wasn't going to be a brief uh, evening. Uh, yeah, maybe so on season... at least 20 next time. <laughs> yeah, maybe take, take out three awards. Uh, scene two on the horizon, uh, a few weeks from recording of this, so we'll get that in. We're going to change the format up slightly, but don't worry, all of your favourite bits will still be in there. We'll try and pick the sections are fucked Apart off. from my goofs, because yeah, apparently is... goofs weren't good enough. Chris's goofs have gone. Uh, so well, Chris has got his new segment that he's already making plans of, as we heard earlier. Season two, different, the same format, <laughs> slightly twisted. I think so, we should have like, Adam Andy segment. I mean, <laughs> they're already in the works as an Andy segment. Uh, we'll, we will discuss that uh, between now and then. But I get to pick first this season because I only got six picks last season. You guys both got one more movie than I did, so I get to start the oh. new season. So I was looking around, trying to pick up. I've drawn up a long list. I turned it into a short list, scrapped that, made a new short list of movies I was going to pick. But then the very popular streaming service, Amazon Prime, put a movie on it that's live on their streaming service about a week before recording. And I thought, that's perfect. I can watch that movie for the very first time for the podcast. Oh, look at that. So Somebody's picked a film they've not seen, Chris. I am picking I've blind, done that. But- what did you pick that you hadn't seen before? Have I? No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe My it's the first. Uh, I think it's the first time anyone's picked on the podcast that they hadn't seen before. 
Uh, and I don't know when Andy wants to put the drum roll in. I'll but... do now. Okay, the movie I've picked is. Blade 2. Because You've never seen Blade 2? <laughs> Chris, clearly not, not a listener of our own podcast. Uh, we're on the Blade episode that oh I mentioned. I none of the Blade movies. Uh, so yeah, we started season one with Blade. We're starting season two with Blade 2. It makes sense. And it's what Chris yeah. should have ended the season on. And what Chris, we no, thought that's Chris not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, not how it Blade. works, but it's how we should have played it. I yeah, should have actually yeah. checked before I did this. Blade definitely took home a few awards tonight. Uh, definitely won. Uh, at least there's one. There's two. How many awards did Blade win? One, two, three. No, that wasn't Blade. I get one, three awards, Blade, tonight. That's not bad. Looks, looks like it won three. Um, so and I was told, if you like Blade, you'll love Blade 2. My boy Whistler is not dead. Blade 2 Whistler's Revenge is coming. So that is what we're going to start season two with, Blade 2. I'm excited. Thank you, Amazon Prime, for putting that live before the recording. Um, is that it, lads? Is that how we're ending the pointies? Yeah, why not? Congratulations to all the winners. Chris, I think you've got a pointy award coming to you in the post. Uh, you definitely won. Uh, was best Meltdown. Best host Meltdown. Meltdown. Uh, Wait, there'll be more coming. And there'll be more coming. We've already had about three episodes, three in this episode. So join us in a few weeks. We'll see you for season two of the Ten Point Podcast. Yeah.